0: This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. Welcome back, guys. Um, on this episode, I'm going to bail 10 minutes in due to food poisoning, <laughs> but um, anyhow, Mark, who we sit down with?
1: Uh, I was grateful enough to, well, we were grateful enough to drive to Canola at <laughs> you to watch, and I was uh, lucky enough to speak to Mr. Travis Young, the owner of Reborn Fitness, where we talked about his struggles with addiction, um, prescription medication, and just how he turned his life around after rehab, and you know, what motivates him to stay on the right path after being three or four years clean and sober. So, yeah, it was a good chat. Let's go. Let's get ready to rumble!
2: Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top Deck. Top Deck. The top Deck. The, 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 the Top Deck Podcast. Now leave your brain stimulated.
1: Well, afternoon, gentlemen.
0: howdy. Howdy.
1: Travis, okay. how are you, mate?
2: What about that intro? That's not bad, eh? Pretty that good. was unbelievable. <laughs> pipes everyone up. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <Let's> come, <laughs> the and Connor,
0: the Connor poster's is pumping me up. I like it. How
2: good is he? Yeah. I'm not ever say he's he's not fine. Oh, he says he's not fine anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's like What do, 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 reckon, do you reckon, boxing? Reckon you go to boxing or boxing fight next?
0: Yeah. No.
2: What do you reckon you do? do you reckon that's it?
0: Oh uh, no! Nah, actually, he'll probably go to boxing. If he's not going to get a title fight, he'll um. Yeah, I reckon he, that's where the money is for him.
2: I know, but it's just not the same, right? It's not. I need that Khabib fight, man. <laughs> I need that Khabib fight. Nah, again. It's got to
0: be Tony and Khabib. It can't be McGregor and Khabib. <sighs> I
2: know that fight has hasn't happened.
0: How many yeah. times have the six now? I think six or seven. Mm. Surely. Oh, see ya. That's gone. Yeah, I know. Gagey, <laughs> I
2: know, but very similar to to Conor though, Gagey, but. Yeah, I think Connor's got the the X factor in him. Gage is just a brawler.
0: Does, yeah, I don't think he's got it to beat him. <sighs> I love Connor. <laughs>
2: so
0: much. He's you know, biased. He's biased. So like,
2: yeah. so badly too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, no. He, I, when he was fighting Floyd, I was I genuinely thought he could beat
0: him. So did I. I was like, he can do it. I was <laughs> yeah. I was that like, convinced. People were, like asking me, and they were putting money on the TAB Like yeah. they were going in like, I put five hundred bucks. Hey? like he, he's got it, doesn't he? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm That's like, sweet. fuck
2: <laughs> you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was I was genuinely I was like, no, I reckon, I reckon he's he's a, he's a punished uh, like a boxer's chance. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a one punch that's all it needs but and,
0: and he has that so yeah man I, I had i was so sweaty for that fight like i was sweaty Part i was so nervous for that fight pa, eh? and uh, i was just watching it at my mate's so. house know, my mate they just left gray
2: he's he's heaps worse than me and i'm bad yeah, right. <laughs> and we on that weekend that the fight was meant to be um my son was being was being born my second book was being born on the friday and i was like push it out push it out onto can the you make sure that this happens cuz we had a c section so we knew that was happening i was like we need everything to go good cuz i need to be home on sunday it was on a sunday to watch <laughs> the fight and we the week before, we had to win our major semi so that we got the week off. Otherwise, I would have been playing at the same time. And when we finished, everyone was going, yeah, we made the grand final. I was like, yes, I get to watch Connor. <laughs> How did that go down with the missus? Yeah, no, she was a good sport about it. When um, You ask my missus now when, when Ace was born um, and I, I had him on my, you know, you, you, you go with your, your mm. kid and you put him on your chest. Had like that thirty or forty minutes or whatever yep. it is. The whole time I was there I was singing that song. There's only one kind of great. He's gonna knock out for me. and just over and over and over again. She she remembers like when I was when we were in the hospital, she came she, I left singing that song and when I came back I was still singing that song. Jesus. That's how much I was Yeah, wow. wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not that committed to him. I think um, he's good, but um I don't even like Kabib, you know what I mean? But I, I acknowledge that he is um yeah. He's an outstanding fighter. So
2: Outstanding wrestler. Ah, he's good. He's good. I'm not <laughs> <that> biased. <laughs> we could go
1: on this all day. <laughs> hey, Shit. I ain't saying that. Yeah, we will changed it up. We're. In the Shire and um, in your domain, so um, we'd like to thank you for for having us here, yeah, and um, appreciate it. Not a problem, Maybe boys. dive into it and um, tell us a little bit bit about your story.
2: All right, Ooh, where do we start? So, uh, for everyone that does name know my name, is Travis Young, as you boys uh, boys and girls just heard. I am from Cronulla. I've born and raised here. Um, I'm 32. Got two boys. One is sweet and sensitive. The other one is an absolute animal. <laughs> He's very aggressive He's got ADD I'm pretty sure He reminds me Way too much of myself Um, I've got a fiance Chloe Which you'll hear about More soon And I'm a business uh, Gym owner Of Reborn Fitness Club Which is in Tarrant Point Um, I've I've only ever been PT I started when I was 19 I got my, my PT course did in like eight weeks and it was literally just to please mum and dad. That, that's the funny thing out yeah, this whole, my whole business career is built off the fact that I just want to please my mum and dad. Cause I had no idea what I'm I'd doing. I was floating around, had the worst work ethic you've ever seen. Like I look back now, I'm like, holy shit, that's bad. But so I did my, uh, my course, which went for eight weeks, really enjoyed it, um, and a reason why I knew that, you know, I had to do something that was going to be active is because I did one week of work experience with my uh, my uncle who does graphic design and me being locked up in an office for one week alone <laughs> was like a Tasmanian. They were just in the tin cup just <laughs> that's rattling that's around tough. like, yeah, I couldn't do it. So um, it made sense that I had to do something active, started my PT career when I was 19. I just started training a couple of girls at a park. Then um, worked up enough money to to do some, get some equipment and, and put out my parents' house at the time. I think it was like six or seven months later. Then when I started looking at a factory, once I once I had a bit of money, and just so happened that I was playing footy down the coast. I'd only been playing for two weeks down down Ardella. and one of the blokes that was in my team, he was a PT as well, and we were talking about like you know work, and I said, look, I'm getting a factory, you can. He's like, no, nah, working at Rose Bay. You know, money's pretty good, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, well, I'm getting a factory if you can." And then I remember it was the Friday. I was random Friday. I have four. I um, I signed the papers on the Monday, and he called me. He's like, "Are you still getting that factory?" I go, yeah, I'm signing on Monday. He goes, "I'm in." I went, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm in." He goes, "I don't, I, I'm over driving from Cronulla yeah. to Rose Bay <laughs> every day, so rather than and then so we go. the 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 factory's in Tarrant Point. It's a Two three minute drive, so he was in. So it was me and him. We started started up the. It was called KB Young, um, and we started that up together. Two young blokes playing footy. What could go wrong, right boys? <laughs> Had no idea, like no idea whatsoever. Um, for the first six months, like I, I remember, we were, we were we were taking cash instead of there's no there's no direct debit system whatsoever. There, yeah. and it will be like this. Um, Johnny would walk in, and we're like, oh you hatched?" Did don't he pay, pay last week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's good enough for me. What that what
0: do <laughs> we charge What was the thing? Yeah, what <laughs> was it?
2: again, man. Cause when we first started Keep young, we went in and it was it was gonna be a PT as a PT factory, right? So the the what we, we thought we were gonna do is I was gonna run my PTs, Hatchie was gonna run his PTs and my cousin actually was there as well. And it was just gonna be one on one. And then I, I I just got a lot a lot of momentum with his groups and, and Hatchie wasn't from the area, so he didn't really have the same <clears throat> kind of pull in that. But after a couple months Like I just had all Like these groups Just got bigger and bigger and bigger We kind of just fell into it And then the next you know We're doing <clears throat> Boys only classes And we're just doing whites mm-hmm. Boys white. only shirts off <laughs> yes. Heaps of bench press <laughs> Not my, No, no, no legs No legs <laughs> <And> No legs <laughs> So <clears throat> We did that And Honestly those years those, In particular Those first four years Of Of KB Young Were so fun We made Every mistake you can think of. Like I said, we had no payment system. Like, oh, I joked about it on the ice um, project. We didn't yeah. know what bass was. Like, fish, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's what I said. I said, <laughs> Ice goes, this isn't a fish. I go, bro, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I don't know.
0: But yeah. You, so you think you're so like, you know you think you know so much at that age though don't you you know what i mean like yeah yeah but i know what i'm doing i've got this and now you know being like in yeah. your 30s you look back like damn, I had no
2: idea. you know what my problem was i knew i didn't know anything but i didn't care yeah. mm. I, I was 10 i was 10 foot tall and bulletproof that's mm. how i that's how i thought of myself i was young i was arrogant i didn't care like if we made it but in in, in like on the other side i'd make mistakes but I, i'd I wouldn't care either because I would fix them, I'd work on the solutions. I was always very good at that and kind of going, oh, shit happens, move on. Um, So, yeah, that first four years is really, really fun. We built up a really, really good business. Like, you know, for two young boys that had no idea what they were doing, we did really well. You know, like we, we built up a... A gym that had a very good community. It was so much fun, like, and it just had a good, a good culture about it. But things started f- turning on its head, and it wasn't because of anyone else but myself. And I'm a big believer, like, it all stems from the top. So, mm. like, the in, in saying that we had a good culture, the me and the boys that were there, we'd always go out and party together as all. Well, but I started taking it a bit too far, and the, and the reason behind that was because I found out I was going to be your dad. And that was in 2014. So I found out I was going to be your dad. And at the time with my then partner, I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to be in the relationship. But the, the hard thing for me was that I didn't know why I didn't want to be in the relationship. Like the, the, my, my ex, she's like she's a beautiful person. She's, you know, she's, she's gorgeous. She's very nice. She, she ticked all the boxes, but there just wasn't something. There was just... There was something missing and I didn't know how to communicate that. Um, and I, I wasn't able to communicate that. I wasn't ready to be a dad. And and instead of going and talking to my mates or my, my mom or dad or anyone about this, rather than, you know, venting that way, my way of escaping was to start drinking and partying even more. Now, I never really had uh, – I wouldn't say I had, I never had a drinking problem but the partying became like a, a real bad issue Because before that, like I, we, we kind of joked about it before But like I partied just like anyone else mm. Like it wasn't like I was from when I was 18 nah, That wasn't the case I was most of the time the first one home I didn't really t- start taking I only took cocaine for the first time when I was 21 So I was late to that um, In terms of, of gambling with my, one of my other addictions That was definitely a problem from the start I knew that um, But yeah once once, um, once, once I found out I was going to be dad, that's when things took its first downhill, downhill spiral for me. Like I started drinking more, started partying more. Uh, we also had uh, a guy invest in our business, which later on turned out to be a bad decision as well, but I'll get to that later on. So I started partying and before this, I'd never really been on a bender. Do you right? think,
1: just to take it back a little bit, do you think um, when you found out you're a dad that you knew that, you couldn't be selfish anymore, so that was more of a motivation to get it out of the way. Like for me, I say this as it's relatable for me, I found out I was a dad and my downhill spiral like in, in actually the same year, 2014, that's why it's just been out with our stories, it's so relatable and the goosebumps come over me every <laughs> yeah. time. But in 2014 I was out I was a dad. But I didn't know how to be a dad, and mm. it was just so much scary. Like, I, you know, I didn't, I have never met my dad before, never had a father figure. So I was like, all oh, this scary shit. So, a lot of fury. Yeah. It. So I was looking for an escape.
2: Yeah. Like, for me, it was more like a rebellious thing. Uh, you know what I mean? It was like, um, Like can I swear on this Yeah go Go for it So it it was more of like a fuck you You know what I mean Like Without me knowing it though It was more like I wasn't happy about it But rather than like Be a man and talk about Mm. it it As like you know I'm gonna gonna Fucking be a dog And and go and And go on these benders And never come home And stuff like that Mm. Without talking And saying this is why I'm frustrated You know And and these are my problems um, That I'm having But I wasn't able to communicate that So it was like that kind I've always been like that rebel Where it's like if I don't like someone, like, oh, I'll kick up a stink and be, like, a, you know,
0: back when I was young, I will be a bit of a sook about it. Yeah. So... So you don't reckon it was, like, a fear of becoming a father? Oh, no, no, 100%. Was it? Yeah. That was in there, too. That's, that's a huge thing, like, you know. Big time. Diving like, into the unknown. Being a dad, man, like, even, even like, the, the second one, I
2: don't think anyone has ever...
0: You no can't, perfect timing, right? You can't Everyone's be like, oh, wait for the perfect time. What's a
2: perfect yeah. time, bro? We don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And poor mums, man, like they they get thrown in and as well. Like they gotta learn shit like that's meant to just be there. Like it's yeah. like an instinct thing. And like they don't know. But yeah, definitely fear was a was a part of it. it was like that's that's where it would come from, a fear of being a dad, and I didn't think I was ready. So you know, I, I was just – I was rebelling and I was trying to escape those emotions and, you know, as as young men and in particular footy players that were told, suck it up, mm. you know, toughen up, move on. Like it's not really like crying or t- talking about your emotions is more or less frowned upon in a way or it was.
0: In the footy group, yeah. It is. Yeah,
2: yeah, 100%. And, um, and not that like the, the blokes that around me would have been like that. It was my perception. You know, it wasn't like my mates going, I don't want to talk about it. Like I probably could have but – I'd never tried So yeah I started spiraling out of control And And I just Every weekend Just kind of got a little bit longer A little bit longer Friday to Saturday morning Went to Friday Saturday lunch Friday to Saturday Arbo And then Like slowly but surely I went all the way through And then I found out My mate was was, Well sorry found out my mate Passed away So he was over in Europe And and I'd been bendering with him He'd been a part of these benders Along the way with me And uh, He was training at the gym And we were quite Quite close and I didn't know how to handle it. Mm. Like I didn't know whether to talk about it. I didn't know whether to um to go, you know, go see someone about it. But like I I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to do that. You know, I wasn't tough enough really to go do that. So I, it, it just doubled every weekend. Now it was Friday to Sunday. It's funny because I could train all week harder than anyone else, and then on Sun sat from Friday to Sunday, I'd party harder than mm. than, than anyone else as well. So went through that stage right up until my son was born, literally to the weekend before. I remember went on a massive bender. Bend I started on the Friday Arbo when it was nothing was on, and then I went all the way through to the Sunday. And um, my son was born. So on Monday night, my, my then partner – You got a ghost um, in you or what? what yeah, I know. He just keeps opening it. <laughs> Maybe just lock it, see if that works.
1: And call that builder back
2: Yeah Get back here man What's going on with my door I'm trying to do a podcast Yeah so um, So I went right up to the Sunday And then on the Monday I remember it was like 11 o'clock at night And my then partner was like Oh my water's just broke We went to the hospital um, She that We ended up being in there Till the Tuesday Till Jet was born And once Jet was born I remember Like everything It was You know It was mayhem That that all Labor time um, I got here in a jet And I was meant to You know Enjoy, enjoy that time With him And I, I reckon It was like one Two minutes And I was looking down That's my first born mm. And I was just So that tired From um, From From the weekend That I just I just put him back down Fell asleep on, on the chair Like right then Just I was that tired From From the bender I wasn't from the labour I did nothing <laughs> we, we do nothing In the labour So I can't sit there And say that it was um, The labour that tired me up So That Alone That moment there right You miss I miss that time yeah. With my son I fall asleep I was sitting upright And I fell asleep
0: I'm um Bro I'm nauseous as shit eh? I'm just gonna step out You're
2: this Fucking sweet sushi Oh no Not food poisoning Yeah so I um I I, I miss that moment With my son And then You'd think that, that would That would kind of Wake me up and, and get me to To pull my head in So that like I would um You know Stop bending And all that But it actually, it made, like, I actually went even harder for the next six weeks in particular. Like, do, I do just... Do you think that was the guilt and shame of, like, you know... One million percent, bro.
1: I was exactly the same, you know, like, I, I, the guilt and... Like, it's only up until now reaching recovery what that I understand that, you know, that guilt and shame kept me out there for a lot longer than what...
2: Yeah, really guilt was. and shame, bro, it, and, and we don't want to admit it as well. Like, we want to be... Tough and strong and stuff like that. But it's ego too, you know, yeah, for, for males. Definitely. Yeah, so the next six weeks, like, I went even harder. I was going on benders, like, every every single weekend for the next six weeks. And, like, in particular, I remember there was, like, one where, I, like, I started on a Friday, went to the races on the, on the Saturday, kept going all the way through from Saturday to Sunday. Like, I was and I, and I was trying to run a business all, all at the same time and still doing a pretty good job of it too, which is... You know, it's surprising. Yeah. But, yeah, so then six weeks after Jet was born, I um, I stopped drinking a little bit. Oh, sorry. I stopped drinking completely, right? And this is because, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be with Chloe and I started pursuing her and I, I, you know, let my then partner know that, like, I didn't want to continue, which is super hard to do. You just, you know, mm. you're, you're, two, you're two months into your first born and – but I knew well into the I knew when when I found out I was pregnant, but I didn't have the balls to say anything. Yeah. Um, so then I, I stayed off, off the drink, and it was from the end of 2014 so around November, October, November, sorry, November, yeah. um, that I stopped drinking. It was like right at the end of November, and I didn't drink all the way through till um Easter, right? Yeah. So, and it was it was the best I'd ever felt, right? So I started training more, and I start I started being so much more productive at work, right? So my business went whoosh, mm. just spiked, what more present, skyrocketed, yeah. Because my my business then, my business now is built off me. And it's built off like you know, it's built off your energy and what you put in. So I went hey, I went real hard uh, at work, and I was training every single day. I remember I trained so much because. When we were, like we were talking about before, when you when you take away one addiction, you got to fill with something else. You know, you got to fill that void, and that became training. So I started training like, you know, two hour, two sessions a day, and these were like two hour sessions. Like I do mm. two hour weights, and then I go to sprints and shit like that. So. I was trying to fill it with, with another void But in this time I started gambling heaps more Because I wasn't taking rack And I wasn't taking And I wasn't um, I wasn't drinking So I started I started gambling so much during this time And then I started getting heaps sore so I started taking Valium's and Xenny's. And, and I'd, I'd had um, like endones and some Xenny's and stuff like that previously, but only like either from a, an injury because when I, I broke my collarbone or I dislocated my AC, there were the only times when I had prescription drugs. And then towards uh, – and then some, some benders, I was having some zennies and stuff like that to, to go to sleep. But now I was having them just on like a Tuesday oh. night. And um, I've, I've told this story a few times where like I – Made this little concoction, which was ruthless, man. I used to, I got my tolerance got so high for it. So like I hadn't been drinking for twelve weeks around then, and by the end, my prescription drug problem got so bad. I was having, I'd finish work, I'd do the last session of the day, and I'd smack two Valiums in my in my car because I had Valiums in my car, and then I'd have I'd have a Zenny brick, mm. like the big ones, and then I'd have an Endone, bang 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 bang, right, and I'd get home and I'd eat 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 my dinner. And my, my head would almost be hitting the plate when I'm eating. I'd just be like, my eyes would be rolling in the back of my head. And and then I'd go in the shower and I'd barely keep myself up. And then I'd jump into bed and then I'd have another two volumes, two, one Zen in and then known. Right? It's like bang, just ruthless amounts. Yeah, yeah. Me. I can't, I don't I, can't, I don't know how I didn't like overdose. Because I was, I, I didn't do do it, you know, hundreds of times, but I did it a handful of times, like that combination. Yeah, yeah. So I smacked that, and then I'd like sit there in bed and just try and fight it and stay awake for as long as I could, and then I go to sleep and like the I'd wake up the TV would still be on and my alarm be going off before four thirty in the morning. Go to work, do it all again. But to be honest, I, I was firing though. Like I was my head was so on because I wasn't drinking, I wasn't taking taking um, any rack. So for that twelve weeks, I just couldn't believe how much. More productive I was from from not drinking and taking coke and stuff like that. But then I, t- I I played my first game of league on the Sunday and then I felt amazing, scored a try, felt strong, felt fast. The next day I went and um, I did sprints, and it was only because I was naive to my body because I'd been taking so many mm. prescription drugs. My body felt sweet, but I really, like it's just played its first game in yeah. of the season, so you're always going to be sore. But I, I went in and I went and did sprints and I, and I tore my hemi and I knew this one is bad. Like this one was bad because it was the, the fourth time I've torn my hemi and when I um when when I when I did it like I knew that it was like a grade three like and it was high as well which I know takes longer so I knew I was gonna be out for a fair while so I um I, I worked that week and I was like I'm gonna know whether I got out, I got on the drink I knew I was gonna be out for football for eight to twelve weeks minimum, so I was like nah there's nothing on I won't drink like there's no point I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I am doing. it got to like Friday like seven eight o'clock at night which is like my bedtime now, and I'm like oh, fuck it I'll I'll have a few beers and there was nothing on, and then from that moment on it was like I never bro, left bro it was like I never fucking left I went from that Friday at night all The way through to Sunday, Arvo like easy, as like it was like, yeah, it was like I said, it was like I never left. And then that this is where the second spiral this is the main spiral out of control because I went all weekend, then I went to work on the Monday and I was shit at work on Monday, and then like I was just kicking stones, like I was hungover because I hadn't drank in so long, yeah. so the, the hangover felt three, four times worse, but I was fucking tired. And I went to um, I went to bed that night and I, and I had um, th- four classes the next morning and two PTs. I slept through my alarm mm. all the way through It's like 9 o'clock. Never done that before. Never slept through my alarm. I never missed a, a PT, but I missed all, all my PTs and my, and my group classes. And then I wake up and I, I was like, shit. Went to work that hour. I was like, just rattled so tired. I'm my like far out. One weekend mm. I'll, 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 on it, and this is what happens. Anyways, that night I struggled so hard, so I, I cancelled all my PTs on the Wednesday, and I'll, I go, I'll just, I'll sleep it off, and I'll be fine. I slept sixteen hours, and then I and then I had to cancel the next day because I just felt that shit. And I went and I slept another like sixteen hours, and I went and seen the doctor. I, I think I didn't see the doctor till the next week. Because I just couldn't – I couldn't get – I couldn't sleep enough. I went and seen them. And he's like, you got chronic fatigue. I didn't explain how much I was partying, but I explained how much I was training and how much I was working, mm. which was a, it was a lot. And then you, you put that one weekend In, combined yeah. with how much I was training plus how much prescription drugs I was taking and my body shut down. That's what it. I was
1: going to ask. Like, do you think um, – like, obviously, when you have a bender on drugs or alcohol, it takes a toll on your body. Was – do you think the – Prescription medication was taking its toll on your mind, but you were just unconscious of it. Oh,
2: hey bro! I'm glad you asked, because I always forget to talk about how bad prescription drugs mm. was for me for for me mentally. Right, so not at that stage, I didn't realise it. Mm. I just always thought it was something to do with my body. Right, mm. so I um, I started pumping. I was pumping prescription drugs before that, and then even because I was I was starting to sleep all through the day. And then at night I couldn't sleep. I was still taking prescription drugs, even though I had chronic fatigue. It's
1: Insanity, isn't it? Fucking
2: stupid. <laughs> so stupid. But right, so I started doing that, and then and then it would have been like two or three weeks in. I started going to like a cafe, like my normal cafe, and I wasn't working. I stopped working. Like I said, yeah. "Boys, like I'm, I'm out of. It. I don't know how long I'm going to be out of it for." Yeah. So I remember I went to a cafe and I had it. I had anxiety, mm. right. As a kid I wouldn't even know What anxiety was yeah. Had no idea Like I never really Experienced it on drugs Before that as well Like I had proper anxiety it was Like I was around people I didn't know how to act yeah. Like if you, you've seen me On my social media yeah. I've got no problems being, sure. being around people like, I'm, I'm actually Thriving crowds And I was really uncomfortable And and that well, that was because Of the prescription drugs yeah. Like it, it took away um it took away my confidence And it gave me anxiety Because that, that drug is meant To take away your anxiety But then it come, well, I found for me, then it came back twofold. Yeah. I even, never even had anxiety before that. So that was all happening, right? And I had chronic fatigue and then shit started getting real bad because I started going on solo benders. And mm. I've never been able to be able to relate with anyone about this. So you might be able to even jump on here. But yeah. I started like I'd be at home, and again, chronic fatigue, and I couldn't and sleep. I couldn't sleep. Um, I couldn't sleep. Sorry, during the night because I was sleeping in the day all the time. So I started taking rack and to try and keep me up. I honestly, my logic didn't make sense. Yeah, still doesn't. Yeah. So I started going on these solar benders by myself, and I'd get on. I'd get on the rack. I'd be at, home, at my parents' home. Get on the rack, and then I'd just sit in bed all night racking up, and then get up, pretend to go do something, in my car. Yeah. And this happened for a bit. When when you because in those moments there, yeah, that's when I knew that that there was a problem. But I thought that I was always able to get it. Get through it. Did you go through a stage like that where you were just going on solo
1: business? Most definitely. Like I said before, I was in drug addiction for six years. I was on the ice, and majority, I reckon, four years of them six years was in isolation. Yeah, I did it. I think it was the guilt and shame of what I was doing. I consciously knew that I was fucking my life up, but that devil, I just couldn't put it down. Yeah, I just couldn't put it down. So I think. That was like a real realization that I had a problem. I didn't know how to fix it, but I, I, I knew I had a problem.
2: Because that's that's where you we kind of redraw the line, eh? you? Like when you're on parties, it's sweet, but if you're doing it by yourself, oh, you got a problem. And I started doing it midweek. I started doing it all the time, where I just mm. I couldn't. I couldn't once I started. Like there was no such thing. I've always kind of been with beers, right? When I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm not drinking. Or if I'm drinking, I'm. I'm fucking, I'm going, can, I'm having
1: uh, a crack. I can relate,
2: yeah. Right? It was never, it was never, oh, I'm going, I like, I, I would never ever go to the pub and have two beers and go home. No. If I was going to the pub and going to see the boys just to hang out, I'd, I'd get a can of Coke. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but fun. if I'm
2: going to the pub to drink, <laughs> I'm ordering four beers straight up yeah. and I'm going hard. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when I started, like, that's when the addiction, I reckon that's when it really took over. I actually had this moment, um, I, I, I've never spoke to a drug addict, uh, a recovering drug addict. Sorry, and, and seen if anyone else has had a similar moment. This is years and years and years before this, right? And it was, I was, it was a New Year's Eve, and me and my mates, we we had a, I, I had a bag. I don't think any of my mates had a bag. This is very early, right? Very very early. Like one of the probably the first ten times that I had, I had rack. And I, I had We had a couple of lines Before we went out And then we went to To North Which is A local club mm. um, Down the road Went there And then I Had like anxiety there And mm. I was like oh, I just want to go home And do this by myself I right? can fucking relate to that And that was Very very early Like I'm talking Like I said That, that was the first time It happened Didn't happen Again for Like eight Years mm. Like I said But I still remember that night and Mm. think, "Fuck, that's that's probably." You know, they talk. Did they say to you when? Uh, your brain's like a cucumber Once it turns from It's Once it turns to a pickle You can't turn it back To a cucumber Did you ever get that speech No nah, I didn't yeah. So that, that was it's like saying Like once you You become an addict Yeah Like you can't turn it back no. So then that, that was the analogy They used yeah, yeah I reckon that was my moment Without me even realising it Yeah Cause I I remember I didn't know I thought I was sick I remember I said to boys Fuck I feel sick And I was genuine Like I actually thought I felt sick But yeah. In my head, all I wanted to do was go home and sniff that bag by yeah, myself. Yeah,
1: exactly
2: right. And be myself on yeah. New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, very strange. Anyway, so um, I, I started going like downhill real quick by myself and isolating me myself massively. Going and playing the pokies by myself, um, taking a rack by myself. And I started really, really neglecting Chloe big time. Being secretive, you know. Very that, secretive. Lying for the know. sake of lying yeah. too.
1: Like, I, like I, I heard you say on – on your podcast with us, like just crossing moral boundaries. And um, that's when, you know, I, I feel that that's when I knew I had like an addiction, you know. I was lending money off people. I knew I couldn't pay back. I was, you know, doing stuff that, you know, and like like you said, I'll, I'll become a father and I just wasn't present nah. when it's meant to be the most special time of your life. And, that, and I knew I was an addict well before because like you just said, it really triggered me. Like I didn't start taking drugs until I was a bit, A bit later in life as well, but when I did, it was started with ecstasy. But it wasn't just one; it was five or something like that, you know, in a weekend, and it really escalated from there. But Mm. like you said, I felt the most more the most comfortable when I was doing it by myself. Yeah, and that's the fucking dangerous part because no one knows how unwell you are. No, but
2: yourself. And 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 so and you look back and you go like, I crossed those moral boundaries massively, and you know, like you said, you know, like you're we're present. In, in that in our addiction, even though like the devil's like you know taking control, we're present. We know that we're doing the wrong thing, but you can't stop it. No, and I, um, I, I try to explain this once to my mate. You know, we're we we're, we're all built with like a fight or flight mode mm. and a survive like a survival. Like we, we, we want like it's you, you want to survive right and we all have that natural instinct to survive so when I how i explain is when you don't take a line you almost feel like you're gonna die like it's it's not mm. that's it's you don't actually think you can die but you got that kind of fight i need i need to like yeah. that's the that's where the addiction takes over like you've you've got to get it yeah that's the compulsion yes and well. like you you lose all your you lose all your moral boundaries I think I, I don't know if I told this story In the ice In the ice one Because it was ages ago When I, I did that one But The perfect example of that right Is um, One One night I was standing at A close And I was off my head And she She's standing there And she's like We are just about to go to bed And she was half naked right Like Clothes fucking beautiful The, the love of my life And she's got a plate in one hand That's got the rack on it, right? It's got two lines, three lines. It's irrelevant. She goes, it's either me or it's the plate, right? She's holding the plate to the side. And I go to a oh, babe, I love you, but the plate wins all day, right? You know what the fucked up thing about that whole situation is? I had three bags in my pocket, so it didn't matter. And I still said that, right? And I... I I, I know I can still feel it in my stomach And, I, and I, I can see her standing in front of me right now As clear as like it was right then And I knew That I loved her more than anything in the world Like I loved Chloe well before I was with her Like I stalked the shit out of her <laughs> Like I stalked the shit out of Chloe You're an I persisted that girl for many many years Before I actually got up And I said that to her right And it was three lines That's all it was mm. And I had three bags in my pocket so that's that 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 fight or flight mode right where we kind of go into survival. I was like, I, I don't it's not that I want that, it's that I fucking need it. Right. Yeah. And that's the scary yeah. part about addiction. So anyways, I started really spiraling out of control in what are we in 2015 and um and then my I got told my NEM was gonna pass yeah. away. Right. And this is where you think all right, pull your head in, Trav, like your name's been given two weeks to live. And this, the saddest thing about that is she, it was a simple uh, surgery to, to fix her problem, but she didn't want to live anymore. She was single, you know, There was she didn't want to live, and that was really sad, and I, I couldn't handle that. Again, I couldn't talk about it. I didn't have the balls to talk about it. I um, My only method of coping was escaping by mm. drugs, alcohol, gambling. So I went, on, I went on this solo bender by myself, um, and then I went and saw my My papa So that's what I call my grandma And anyways I pulled up into St George Hospital Had a line I'm walking in And like I'm sweating I'm like that. you know this is the wrong thing to do But the part of me was like You know you've got to You don't know that she's going to last The next couple of days What the deal is Anyway so I go in there And like I remember I'm walking in I'm just like every step Just feels like slow motion I open the door and she's asleep And I'm like I remember I shut the door And I walked out And a big like rush of like Thank fuck She was asleep mm. Came over me I got in my car And that like Instantly sobered me up And I went home Sobered up And then the next and then she got sent to the cavalry, And then those days I stayed sober And I was there mm. every single day uh, But I was like You know Thank God that I, I never That um, that she never saw that You know in, the, in that last week I
1: feel that's like My mate told me And I learnt this When I was in rehab to Get the connection with your head and your heart, and um, like you know how you get that gut instinct. People call it a, a gut instinct mm-hmm. with things. That's your heart. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. usually it's the right thing. Yeah. But like so, like with that story, it's your heart was telling you to go there, but your head's telling you to rack. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like it's I was that, torn. It's that battle that you, as humans, we constantly have that battle between our head and our heart. You yeah. Know? Like we've got always got a decision in life. There's always a decision and. You can move forward or you can move back. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. and I feel that. Like, because this is what's the crazy thing about fucking sitting in front of you because I can relate to your story so much. My name passed away in two thousand thirteen, and we got in the grand final for footy. And on the Thursday before our grand final, she passed away. So, like, my emotions were fucking all over the shop. And then we won the grand final. And then two, day, three days later she um it was her funeral, but I was on a three day bender from uh. mad Monday, so my emotions were fucking all over the shop, and then like like you sort of like my net she was a rock of our family, you know and then and then it was, that was the downhill spiral for me, yeah. And that's, like, similar to your story, you yeah.
2: Why? Like Why? So I, I'm a classic addict where, like, I, I can be sober for X amount of time. I yeah. say, nah, man, I'm sweet. Like, I did that 12 weeks. I know that I'm sweet. Like, I've, and then so I, I go through this stage and then I, ke- I keep partying a little bit after one, my nan passed away. But I, I rein it in. I definitely rein it in. And I try to pick up the pieces. But I've done a lot of damage, right, for the last yeah. two months, like, I, I haven't been at work Work's gone down Because I haven't been there Like how can you expect work to go well When I'm not there When I'm the owner um, And I'm like at, at that time I was you know A big part of Why the business would move forward So And I And that guy That bought into my business We had an argument He fell out That made things worse He wanted to take money off us as well Like because he invested money wanted the money back Anyway, so we, we end up losing that, that battle um, to the lawyers as well. So we had to pay him back along the way. And I was trying so hard, man. Like I was trying to stay off it. And, mm. and then I went on, on the Oztag tour with my Cronulla boys. And I'm such a boys boy, bro. Mm. Like I'm – I'm honestly, like, I'm all for the boys. I, like, I live for the boys. I love the boys. Yeah. You ask the boys that I work with, man, like, we love each other probably a little bit too much, but I, I'm sweet can, with that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, we do, man. Like, it's good. <laughs> no, like but it, you've
1: got good energy, you know, and uh, I think yeah. your energy that I, I've i only, this is the first time I've met you and I've only seen you on social media and followed you for ever since your podcast dropped and... um. You know they're the people you want to be around with the high energy,
2: high work positive see, man yeah hundred percent positive bro they're all happy and everyone like we just we get in the trenches together but we 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 have so much fun together as well but see I'm a massive boys boy right? and I went on this this Oztag tour and I love my Miles Tag boys because we won we won a couple of comps together and we had a really we had like out of all my footy teams I don't think I ever had camaraderie as good as that you know that there was i don't know there's something about it. i was playing with my brother as well and like there was a couple couple um those i think there's three brothers in in the team so it was like me there was the since and then there was the Haberjam. so we were obviously close cuz half of us were family yeah, yeah. so yeah on the friday night we end up having a few beers and i got bent by myself and carried on And then I couldn't sleep And just kept going I remember trying to have Like a couple of Zennies And Cause my tolerance was so high from mm. I think I had three or four Zennies And nothing And then It got to like seven, eight o'clock I was like fuck Well here we go I gotta play like 9.30 So I was like Told to the boys Like I'm still bent Went to the game Played half a game You can imagine how I was playing yeah. I was on Zennies I was, and, and Rack was on my system I was wow. coming and going But I did half the game then And then went home I went back to the hotel Let the boys down And I, I was meant to come back At lunchtime End up sleeping the whole day, missed the whole, all all three games, and you get in the trenches in those days, and like mm. they're hard, like mm. you doing it one man down,
1: yeah.
2: it was bad. And then the next day we w- we went out the first game, and I reckon that's a big reason because of myself. You know, I, I, I pride myself as being a leader mm. on the field, and I let the boys down hard. And then um, and then two weeks later, I went on another another tour, and it was, this time it was for for the Australian A team, and I went I went away with them. And same thing happened. We went out on Friday night. You think I'd learn my lesson? Mm. So, oh, I, I'm the That's worst. That's the
1: insanity part, you know? Like it's crazy, doing right? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah, went out it mean, and I
2: was like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a, a few beers. And then I was like, oh, we'll just have one bag between three of us or something. So relatable. <laughs> Bro. Never, never, ever, ever Like in all my life I don't think I ever was able to just have one bag And go home, yeah. ever So, And I, I, didn't, I didn't know why I thought that this time was going to be different Anyways, we do that And then I go all the way through But this time I didn't even turn up to the game I, I actually said, oh boys, I'm just going to Stay here for the first game And I'm easy at the, at the field I got a plane home From Sunshine Coast, right And then kept bendering home by myself oh, yeah. yeah, man so I did that And then um, And then that was the back end of 2016 Now By the back end of 2000 Sorry 2015 By the back end of 2015 My world had completely crumbled Right So um, I my lease was up, and they weren't going to renew my lease. They wanted to add I mean, it was it was almost double the amount of rent, and it wasn't worth the space. So we're like, nah, we don't want that. My business partner said he was out; he was going down the coast. Mm. Um, the two guys that were training with me, um, I was like, I took them to a factory. I will get to that story in a second as well. Mm. And then, um, and me and Chloe were heavily on the rocks at the end of two thousand fifteen. So. I took these two blokes to this factory and they're like, yeah, the two trainers. And I'm like, yeah, we're going We're going to this 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 factory. You boys can, if I if I rent this place, are you going to stay with me? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're in, we're in. No worries. So that was, it was like a week. No, not even. It was like a few days before um, Christmas. But on Christmas Eve, Eve, right, 23rd, mm. I had to vacate my premises. had to get everything get out of there. On the 22nd, I got bent. Up by myself, and I knew I had to move on the twenty third. Right, so I got I got bent all day. Sorry, it was Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve Eve was the night when I got bent by myself, and then on Christmas Eve we had to move my factory. Right, and I had to move, and only one of my mates would turn up. Right, and he's a fucking legend. Love the bloke. Like I'm still really good mates with him now, obviously because he's because like on this day when I was down and out, and I lost a lot of friends during this time, as you'd probably be able to relate to. So, anyways. I rock up and you, I go, bro, I'm off my head. He's like, what do you mean? I go, I'm off my head. Like we're we're gonna do this. I gotta do this off my head. And I kept racking up the whole day. Like we'd like, have you ever picked up a rubber mat? Yeah, it's torture. Like there's <laughs> so uncomfortable to just carry. We had we had two hundred of them that sweating. we had to get out, sweating. <laughs> had to get all these beams out, cut everything down. Um, oh, mate, not a good day. So I went all the way through. Um, once we finished I went back to Another maid's place Kept bantering Went out that night All the way through To Christmas morning At 5am Got home um, And then like I had Christmas At my, my parents house And I'd come out and Eat And all my family Was there Like all oh, like, I'm talking Extended family was we there I'd come out Eat Go back in Go back to sleep and then, you know, next meal was up, I'd go back out, eat, come back, go back to sleep. Like, because I hadn't I slept for two days and I'd been doing all that physical work. Like, I, I got it done. Like, that, see, that's the thing, man. Like, I was, I was so resilient. Like, I, I was off my head and I moved the whole factory.
1: What is it about addicts? I don't know I speak for myself and relatable to that. Like, it always seemed for me when I had something massive and I knew I had to be there the next day. I'd always have a bender the night before,
2: bro. It's fucking bizarre. It's it's a it's a very very strange thing, eh? Like again, you always kind of go in and going, oh, I just have a couple. Yeah. Like get, I think beers are the worst.
1: Like, I think I heard you talk about it as well. Like they're just a, the a gateway. gateway. Yeah. Like I didn't. I wasn't a big drinker. I'm saying I drank to get drunk, and that's why I don't <laughs> touch anything now because like. I oh, know there's a limit. Three or four beers, I'm looking for the bags. After the bags, everyone goes home and I'm looking for something else. You yeah, know? 100%. And that, that's just the addictive personality and people don't understand that.
2: It's, it's, for me, it's the all or nothing. Yeah. And like as we'll talk about soon, like it's helped me now. Yeah. Because I can put it in positive ways. Yeah. But anyway, so I do that. I, um, I, I have a been done and move a factory. And, and this sounds bad, but... Those bad times also taught me that I can actually get in the trenches and get yeah. shit done. Like, even because that's, that's hard, right? Like, you off your head, for sure. like, to do that all day. And there's like, I did a few things like that. But so. Um, it rolls around to to New Year's Eve, and, and me and Chloe were at my house. And I was like, it got to like twelve o'clock. Hadn't drank. Like it, it got past, got mm. past midnight. Hadn't drunk. And I was just tossing and turning in bed. Mm. I said, "Fuck it," and just got up and I had bags in my house. So I just started smacking, smacking bags by myself. Told Chloe I was going to get Mackies, and I'm going on a bender. Anyways, went for two days, and you can imagine she wasn't too happy about it. She breaks up with me. Second yeah. of. The 2nd of January, 2016. So I go on this band, I'm like, fuck, you know, and, I, and I, I went away. And I told those boys about that factory. I said, when I get back from, because I was always going down the coast, I said, when I get back from down the coast, I'll sign the lease. So I come back after going down the coast. And at this stage, right, I was, I was actually a little bit fat. I'd never been fat. And I was a little bit fat. I shaved my head. Because I thought people wouldn't recognize me. And I came back and I I tried to sign the lease and they said, no, the the lease has been taken. Blessing, best thing ever, right? Mm. Best thing ever. But there's a bit of a twist to the story. Now, I was like, all right. He goes, oh, someone else offered more. didn't think too much. I would start looking for other factories. But I found out a couple of days later that that factory had been leased by the two trainers that Mm. I took to that gym. Secretly behind my back, they'd been um, messaging all my clients. And, and created their own, their own Facebook group And they started their own gym Anyways I found this And I, I took it pretty well On the outside Like I was obviously burned And I was mm. super cut about it But I just went about my business And I was like Fuck you know Because you know why Deep down I knew mm. That's my fault Yeah you know, As a leader That's but my fault That's what I was going to say to you Like now You are the person you are do you blame him? No. Do you know what I mean? Best thing ever. Yeah. Best thing ever. I, I, I don't blame him at all, and I, I completely understand. And um.
1: But in the mix of it, of course, it's like the
2: victim. Oh fuck! You know, poor yeah, me. Poor I, me. I, I, I was a little bit like poor me, but in saying that, like I knew. Yeah. You know, like. I wasn't. I was gone, but I wasn't that far <laughs> yeah. gone to not know. geez, you've been a bit of a dickhead <laughs> for the last six, eight months. Yeah, that's right. You know, what the scary thing is, it really was. It was only six, to eight months that my addiction was really bad. Yeah, uh, right. Before that, it was it, it waved. Yeah. But that six, to eight months was when my my addiction was. It was heavy with everything Drugs yeah. um, Sorry Cocaine Prescription drugs Gambling It's the cocktail Drinking Yeah I throw that in there But like I said ne- I've never been a big drinker yeah. Anyway so I, I, I started 2016 The worst way possible I try to stay off the drink Till We go on a On a state trip Again Friday night Have a few beers And I actually had a line <laughs> That night You t- bro, I was so stupid as, as addicts Anyways But the rack was shit So I ended up going to sleep but it was the first time where, like, I reckon I've had rack that bad yeah. that it did nothing and I was yeah, able yeah. to go to sleep. And, oh, bro, if I didn't, it would have been the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. It was good. It would have been the exact same um, outcome as the, as the two previous ones. And I was on redemption. Like, I, the boys were, they, they were calling it the redemption tour. Like, yeah, they knew. Yeah. And I, I still, still, couldn't, yeah. still couldn't hold on. But, um, anyway, so we got all the way to the Sunday. And then we and then we partied hard on the Sunday, right? So I hadn't been drinking again for a couple of months, but this time, um, I, my mentally I was gone. Like the prescription drugs really took a toll on me, and like I was just really down, and I'd had no business really. And Chloe was still broken up with me as well. So we go through that, and then I bend out and then again, it's like that first time. I was like, I never left. I just bended, bended, bended for the next two or three weekends and i just couldn't i couldn't pay people to train with me i was struggling in all, all areas my rent was 500 bucks which is cheap as for for Tarant point. and i couldn't even afford that because i was only training two or three people and everything i was getting i was gambling yeah. anyway so i remember it was a tuesday arvo i got an email um and it was from that guy that invested in the business mm. and he's like oh we still owe eight thousand dollars and i didn't have that money obviously and but i was under the assumption this is just me being naive to to all back-end admin shit i hate it i still hate it actually but i didn't even read um when we got the contract that we had to pay back i didn't read i just thought because keep it young Mm -hmm. um, between me and aj had finished and i started up keep young fitness or something like that like i just put changed one word yeah um but it was now i was under a sole trader i thought that that it just made it you know null and void like yeah. I thought that, that that we didn't have to pay any back but no it was after me and AJ personally if I couldn't pay it, AJ had to pay it, or vice versa anyway so rather than go and speak to someone and focus on a solution I focused on the problem and, yeah. and went and, and tried to solve with another problem went on a bend up I called my mate Gray, who, who you saw before yeah. I was like oh let's go have a few beers and went out a few beers if you met at the um, the leagues club and I started gambling, and then and then he's like, oh, "I'm going home." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm getting on the bags when it come." He's like, "Bro, it's Tuesday." Yeah, I, Not, I, I, like, did, I, did, I just came. I just one. came to hang out. And just make sure you're alright He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm going home." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm going." I drove home, got bags, came back. came I remember being up. Now this this bender was different, man. I didn't give a fuck. Like I remember four speeding. One? Yeah, this is the bender. Yeah. This is the bender of all benders. So it's a Tuesday night. Just went home I just kept smashing bags And I remember my parents Were going away On the Wednesday Because it was Good Friday It was coming up To the Good Friday weekend So they were going away For the long weekend And they um, And And I, I went to I pretended to go to work And I just smacked bags All, all day by myself mm. Now this is the weird thing Right I put up a post On my Instagram And we still It's on the Keep it Young one see so you'll be able to find it And I put up this thing Saying um, Back and buy session At 4pm uh, message me if you're keen and i knew no one would turn up right like i knew no one so i thought no one would turn up and i just put that out there um so it just looked like i was doing something but yeah. really like that made me feel better in a way or something i don't know yeah. addicts man yeah <laughs> so i put this this post up and i'm smacking bags all day just sitting in there watching a movie after movie just, just and i had like a, a, a case of coronas and i was just drinking Anyways, at four o'clock, get Rose Ryan and this dude and his missus walks up, who I used to train. And I was like, hey, man. And I'm like, oh, no one messaged me so like this. There's, there's no session <sighs> on, but like, because oh, I'm just, I, I told Gray I'll go for a run with him. And, uh, and I was off my head and I was showing around and in, <sighs> in the office. There was an iPad, I had lines and shit already on it. And I like kind of showed him around. I, didn't, I still don't know to this day if he knows, but he, he knew something was up. And yeah. I'm like, oh, bro, i got to go. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so he left there and I was like, "Fucks," got in my car like 15 minutes later. My parents were away and then I just started smashing bags by myself at, at home. And then I drove to Ramwick and I met up this guy, which really weird, like <laughs> I don't even really – like, no, so I really know him, but I hadn't spoke to him in years and years. And went on a bend with him. Um, we went back to mine and then we're at mine the whole next day. And then that this is where like it got real – like I, you could tell it was something different because like my, my dad's secretary was there and I was mm. telling – I was. I think I, I don't know if I smashed a, a line in front of him, but I showed it like I was having rack. Yeah. I never spoke to my my dad's secretary other than to like like we we're close, but like I was always like hey 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 Lisa how are you and I was really really nice and stuff like that, but I never was just, and I you know so I just it was something different about this band I didn't care anymore.
1: But do you feel this mean, Do you feel that you did that because you wanted to get
2: caught? Yeah yeah. You, like, you know, I look back on that now, hundred yeah, percent, because I was I was telling Lisa, I'm like, Lisa, can you tell my dad to put fifteen hundred dollars yeah. into my account, right? Because yeah. like I was like I, I needed money, and I got up heaps in that, and when I went gambling, so the, the the next day I I I, I, start, I lost it all with my mate that we went on the bender, and so I was like I went all day, and then we went into the next day as well, and then we went all way to the Arvo. It's Thursday Arvo We got all there to no, Thursday night Sorry And then obviously My body couldn't take it anymore But like if I, if I had more I would have kept going I didn't yeah. care Like I just I didn't give a fuck I was driving around Like just being a dickhead Like I was driving my mum's car This is another twisted thing right I was driving my mum's car Which is the exact same As my little Toyota black Cameroon That's out there right yeah. But it was white And I thought it was It was less Like it didn't look as um, It didn't Sus Yeah it didn't look as <laughs> sus Because it was a white car <laughs> Dickhead, so anyways Yeah Went on this Meanwhile, mess Meanwhile
1: you, you look crook
2: Oh man I think I was like shirtless The whole time And I was fat And oh, carrying on So And I was going to sleep The Thursday night um, I wake up Friday To my mum shaking me She's like She's like Chad what's wrong And I'm like uh, like, and I'm rattled. Like you, four days been. I'm mm. rattled, and I'm like coming out of it. And she's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, and "I'm just slurring my words, trying to put a shirt on, trying to get get out of this. Story. I just want to escape, right? I don't want to talk. Yeah, look at my past. I never want to talk about my problems. Yeah. So she's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I no, no, don't know. Just, just mumbling shit." And then she goes, "Um, uh, I go, I go, I got a gambling problem." She goes, "Bullshit." And I remember just being like. What? My mum's like this little Chinese lady, right? She's cute as a bunch. She's never sworn in her life, especially not to me anyway. I was a favourite. Yeah. I tell my my siblings all the time I was definitely a favourite. So she goes, bullshit. And I was rattled from her saying that. And then I just like got out of the way and I just left. And I was over it, man. I was done. I was fucking over it. I was over causing problems. I was over causing – I was over being the burden in everyone's life. Was that
1: rock bottom, you think?
2: Yeah, yeah, bro, hundred percent. This is rock bottom. So I get in my car and I drive out to Kernell. So Kernell is just um, about fifteen minutes down the road from where we are now. And there's a cliff there, and I'm like, oh, "This is it. I'm going to end it." Right? It's either I'm jumping off or I'm driving my car off the edge. So <clears throat> I drive, I drive to to Kernell and um, I'm sitting. I end up doing a triathlon here. It's the first time I've ever been there, and then I end up doing a triathlon. And then a couple of years later. I, Road past the exact spot I was sitting in Which is a bit eerie yeah. And I was sitting in my car And I was just sitting there By myself And I'm just crying I'm, I'm fucking over it Like I'm I'm just done And I get I'm just I get a pen out of my um My middle console And I, I needed something to write on Right so I'm just I'm rummaging around my back of my car My car's filthy too yeah. Like it's If you go to my car now It's immaculate It's always <laughs> clean You know it's filthy The shit here It stinks And I just find a, a six pack um, The it was a Corona, a Corona pack, six pack. The carton yeah. was the was yeah, the yeah. empty carton was there. So the the cardboard box, yeah. and I get and um and I get this pen and I start writing. The tears are just coming down. Mm. And I only I wrote I, I wrote a goodbye letter to Jet. So Jet's my firstborn. Like I know I haven't been in his life at all. Like mm. other than a few Instagram posts that, that that I did pretend to be a good dad. That's all I did. Yeah. And I write this this letter and, and and it's like. It's along the lines of like I'm so sorry that I can't be I can't be the dad that you you deserve I can't uh, I'm sorry that um, like I'm leaving you by yourself but you deserve better and um, yeah fucking it gets me every time yeah. and I um and it's just, I just go on and I just talk about how like he he's gonna live a so, so much better life without me being in his life fuck it guts me and he like. That rattles me so much because you think back to that time mm. and you think, like I said to you when we came in here, you think back to that time, you think how can you get that low? Like I look at my boys now, oh, and they light you up. You're having the shittest day. Actually, yeah. I very rarely have shit days, but you have a shit moment. You have a shit moment Some something bad happens and like your boy will say something and you're just like, you're like yeah, that's my boy. I feel like, yeah. But, yeah, so I got to that moment and then I I, I, I remember I just, I just finished writing it and I blocked everyone on my phone, every single person. I was blocked on my phone that was close to me. But it didn't block Chloe. And me and Chloe Chloe weren't together at that time. We would have been arguing heaps, man, like heaps and heaps. But we hadn't been talking anyway. I didn't talk to her much. Um, Like I was just in a bad way. And she called me. She got onto me. And luckily she did. She talked me off the edge. edge And I turned around and she goes, oh, come see me. I'll I'll, – she was she was at the footy or something. She said, "I'll oh, come home." So so I, I remember I went home, I went to hers and I spent the night at hers. And um, the next morning I went home and I was walking into my house. Chloe dropped me off and I was walking into my house. And my mum was already out the front. Like it was like she was waiting for me. Mm. And she walks up. She goes, "Do you want to go to rehab?" And I didn't even think of it at the time. I didn't know how she knew that I had a drug drug problem. I don't know how she knew I was coming home. But anyways, I go. I didn't even I didn't even hesitate. I just went. Yes, I'll go. She's like, all right, you're going to Thailand in three days. Before you get into that, like, was Chloe aware of
1: how deep you were in what you're in this whole time? Or was she just thinking that you were just being a prick? Or what, like,
2: oh, yes and no. So. she knew because she saw a lot of it, but she didn't see the the, s- the solo benders, right? Yeah. She like no one saw them. I I I'd, I'd go missing for a few days, and do
1: you, do you like, I can relate, fucking hundred percent to that. I think that's why I went on them solo thing is to not let people see how. Deep I was Do you know what I
2: mean Yeah yeah No doubt yeah. Because that was the mask Right yeah, That's the mask 100%. Where you're like Oh I'm only the, I am only only do this When there's people around But Nah man Like Chloe saw too much As it was And she still didn't see everything Yeah You know what I mean Like oh, I was bad I was bad by myself I just go and go And go and go So Yeah so I go I go to rehab um, And I had so much anxiety Building up Just going away and I go, I go to rehab and you get on the plane, you fly to Phuket, yeah. then get off and go to Chiang Mai and like it was a shithole when you land and then I remember just driving along thinking this is absolutely rubbish and then you turn onto a dirt track and I'm like, holy shit, this is getting worse and then you turn off a dirt track onto an even worse dirt mm. track and you head up this mountain and that's where our rehab is. And um, I get it was a Friday Arvo which was um, which was good because the next day was obviously the weekend but mm. there – the, we got to train The next Spin
1: out I got to my rehab On a Friday as well
2: Yeah Friday, yes. Friday. I Yeah I was late I was late in the night So it was like Eight, nine o'clock at night I got there And everyone was standing Around a ping pong table And I walked my shit up yeah. And I was like Everyone was like Staring <laughs> at me and that But there was only like 16 in this one part of the The, yeah, right. the cabin over in, in Chiang Mai Is a big There is a big rehab But also yeah. at that time There was a youth center I think it's changed since then And I was in the youth Yeah. Everyone was under 25 Even though I was 26 And there's one guy That was a little bit older Yep yeah. So I'm walking up And everyone's looking at me I'm like Cool Like thinking like I'm walking into school Or some shit <laughs> And I was going there And I met a few guys And the first guy I meet Like he's a rugby league fan And he's a Parramatta fan So I dropped my mate My mate's name straight away So I got a bit of like You know A bit of respect <laughs> And I, I tell him like You know I made some Brad Takarangi And he's like Oh yeah And I am so, I was like Yeah I'm cool so the next day we, um, we go training and that's perfect for me in a new environment, right? Like it's like your first day of school, you kind of want to like show off a little bit. You want to earn the respect of everyone. You want to like feel comfortable. So I got to train. It's perfect. It's my yeah. – I can't get any more comfortable yeah. now. Even though throughout all my addiction, like I was still able to train. I always had that natural ability to mm. train. So I trained. I went all the way through and that, that gave me the confidence because I was kind of like, all right, I've got the respect of everyone because mm. like I train – all three of these things, not one of them could even complete one of them. Yeah. And I did all three, and we did a group thing at the end. I just smashed it all. Like I was fitter than the trainers that were there. All them external
1: things, like for men especially, always the external parts or material things in life. We're always that our ego boosts us up to say, "Yeah, we're confident that." It's the internal stuff mm. that we don't work on. Like you said before, fair like emotional
2: stuff is where we come undone. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you know that. That's where. That's where you that's where your strengths go come from as well. When you get understand. that, then you become so strong. So when strong. when you you neglect that, and that's when you actually become weak. And you, we think it's the opposite. And yeah. right? you gotta look tough. But it's the you gotta be you gotta feel tough, you gotta be able to be emotionally connected to yourself and understand you know, your, your ways of thinking. And that's what you teach in rehab, right? Like there's reasons why we do what we do and and this is why your brain works this way. This is why your brain works this way, which we didn't understand or I didn't understand going in, which I now, because I've got a complete understanding of my mind, mm-hmm. it makes me very comfortable. So anyways, we, we the, the weekend flies by. Monday rolls around first process group and we get into the process group and you know what it's like but everyone else out there that's not too sure it's exactly what it looks like in Mm -hmm. the um in the movies where everyone sits around the circle and goes hi my name's (laughs) Travis I'm a drug addict the only thing is I don't know if you guys did this as well but we'd say hi I'm Travis I'm feeling anxious whatever it is and I, I always said I'm anxious I'm excited from the first day to the last day Every single right. day Reason why was, I was anxious obviously To To um, Go after my My problems And face them head on But I was excited Because it's the first time I was doing something about it
1: Yeah exactly
2: So I get into this group right? This guy's sitting next to me man This will take you back And I'm sitting there And I'm and I'm, I'm Fucking nervous Sweating Like just, just You know You sit there yeah. And you're rubbing Your hands together and, Or shaking
1: your knee like Yeah oh, knees What about the
2: knee shakes Everyone's <laughs> shaking And then <laughs> This guy starts talking And he, he's got He's got his book out And right. he's telling This big story And it's four pages long Bang, bang, bang. And these kids, right, they come from big money. Like my my family was like well off. Like not rich, 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 like, but they were well off. They were able to send me over there to this place. So they were well off. But these are mega rich. Like mm. stupid rich. Like multiple houses in each country rich. Right. And this kid's sitting there telling me this story and it's Fucking unbelievable I'm sitting there it going It's like a movie Like mm. I'm, I, I was actually thinking in my head When he was talking I'm like This guy should write a movie <laughs> This is unbelievable yeah. you know, And he was just He was just this young kid He tells his story And he stops And he finishes And then the whole Whole room goes quiet And as you know In um in these process groups It's just uh, an open floor mm. So no one No one says anything And then I looked around the room And no one was saying anything And the counselor goes Does anyone want to share mm. I went oh Fuck it go, mm. This is what you do That guy told his story I'll tell my story so I told my story, right? I remember getting one in and she's been in tears. Yeah. Been in tears, bro. Yeah from the start I spoke for like 20 minutes straight and I'm talking about shit I've never ever ever said more than once in my head because I'm like that is embarrassing right yeah. and I'm saying I'm, it's, everything she's coming out I'm telling these 16 strangers and some um, Spanish guy that's my counselor, uh, <laughs> Javier over there I'm telling <laughs> him my story right I'm just everyone right? and I'm crying I'm going I've done this I've done that and then I went and did this and then I I, I, I I can't believe that I said that and blah 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 all these stories. Mm. And when I finish, everyone starts clapping, and I was like, that's, it's "Weird, whatever." Oh, that this is rehab, baby. That's what they do. Yeah. So then that hour uh, went in, and I, um, I spoke to my one-on-one counsellor. Did you have a one-on-one counsellor yeah, as
1: well? Yeah, primary therapist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I went and spoke to Javier, my little Spanish <laughs> dude, little handsome fella, and he's like, "I go, so why did they clap?" And he goes, "Because you you told your story." Mm. I said, "Well, that's what that guy did." He goes, "Yeah, but it took him three weeks yeah. to tell his story." And I was like, oh, okay, I get it, all right. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to challenge you every week and I can tell you're strong, so I'm going to challenge you more than I've challenged, I'll challenge anyone mm. else. And I, I honestly just thought when he said that, I was like, I oh, tell everyone that. Yeah. And then he started throwing this shit at me. Like the next day, I had to read, sorry, in that week, I had to read out my, um, my, a letter mm. from my mum. Right. My letter from my mum saying all the things that I'd done to her. And I fucking love wow. my mum. I love my mum. I am a mummy's boy. And I had to read it out in front of everyone straight up. And it was, the, it was my first challenge. Wow. Right. First challenge. He's like, you got to read this. And then he goes, I've got it. I haven't read it. you got to read in front of everyone. But I was shaking. I was crying. Like the paper, like the ink started running. Had you read it beforehand? No, no. He no, goes, you you've got to read in front of everyone so they can watch your emotions. Yeah, hard. And they can be there with oh, you and share that too. man. Right? Fuck man That was ruthless I did that And then I had to write My letter to my good uh, Goodbye letter To my addictions mm. Which I fucking love have you, ever, have you Have you seen that one I've No
1: But um, it's... I can resonate Because At my one year sobriety Yep I wrote a poem to my addiction, yeah, and read it. I shared it in a meeting, yeah. So I'll send it to you. Oh, you will love this thing, right? So,
2: so, so I, I wrote my mine's in in my gym. Yeah. I've got it. I got it. I got to print it out, like it done it. Mm. Got a graphic design and put up. And then, it's, as you walk into my office, it's the thing everyone sees. Uh-huh. So because I wear I wear what I what I did, and hungry. I'm open with it. So like it's like this is this is me. This is my gym. This is why it's called Reborn. Um, but yeah, so I um, I read my addictions out, and then I had to read a letter from my dad. That was hard as well. That was hard, and then, um, and then on my last challenge. No, sorry, I, I, I don't want to forget this this part in which we talked about as well. So we we're going through we're going through the the addiction part. I mean, so we're going through one of our focus groups and we're talking about addiction. And um, one of the guys is like, "Why can't Why can't I just have a few beers?" How many times did you hear that? Oh, by the way, massively. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't
1: know. even know. Was classed as A drug, Yeah Until I got
2: there like, Yeah so that's what Everyone was yeah. like Oh that Sorry that That's probably the biggest part About my Why Why I I covered so well Was because it was
0: never
2: In my first counseling session My guy My Javier goes to me um, For you to live a happy Healthy lifestyle Fuck I remember this Word for word For you to live a happy Healthy lifestyle You can never drink again Complete abstinence And he stopped You know And, and he didn't say anything And kind I of went Yeah Like go on He goes how do you feel about that? I said, it is what it is. Like if that's what I've got to do, that's what I've got to do. And he kind of, I remember him looking at me like that was strange and I, I like a, a bit of like a I kind of stopped and then, and then he went into his next sense and I realised later because everyone was kind of like barking, why can't we drink, why can't yeah. we do this? And anyways, so we're sitting in and, 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 and the, the same conversation came up again and then and then you go, and then the guy's like, Yo, you're like, you got to be ready to go out there, you know, 28 days, not many people last after mm. 28 days. And then it, it kept going and then the counter goes, well, the statistics are there's only going to be 2% of you that will last six months sober after 28 days. Right And there's an uproar Right You've got, yeah. got this guy From Melbourne over here He's he's on his He's on his His second 28 days mm. He's like I don't want to stay yeah. here Any longer I can't do this Like this is bullshit And he got my mate Next to me going 28 days I want to go home Like I'm like I'm. They're only they're like A week away yeah, You know yeah. From going home And there 'cause Because everyone there Got told You've got to stay Another two weeks you got to stay Another month Yeah and obviously I'm a very vocal person, right, in these, in these group, um, process groups, and I'm sitting there and I've got my hands crossed. I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting there. I'm not saying anything. My counter is just sitting directly across from me. He goes, Chav, and like everyone kind of like slows down. He goes, Chav, why aren't you saying anything? And I just kind of looked around the room, like paused a little bit and I go, because I'm going to be the 2%. And the whole room went that quiet. Like it just went like no one said a word. And he goes, Why? I said, I go, I promise you, and everyone in this room, this is the first and this is the last time I'll ever be in rehab. And and everyone just kind of was like, kind of looked at me like I was an alien. Like, Are you serious? I was like, this is it. Like, And, and I spoke to my, my counselor later on. I said, Did you want me to stay any longer? Mm. He goes, No. He goes, I don't often say this, but you're, you're ready to go home. And, um, like, even when my, my, my parents came, my parents flew back over for my last week, and they came because you got to do counseling with your parents yeah. as well. And we did that. My mom's crying, my dad's crying, mm-hmm. and the council was crying, right? And this thing, and he's like, Your son's ready to go home. So, um, well, I, like I come home after. Uh, sorry my last challenge My last challenge I had to read out My like, goodbye letter mm. Addiction to a, a um a public NA yeah. And over there bro It was like 60 people wow. And you know how Fucking intimate yeah. These things are 100%. And in my, in my rehab That I was in the, the little one Like everyone was Like normal Right yeah. Like they just look at me Like, yeah. they, like they didn't look fit But like yeah. they just look like Normal people And like Um like and I'm sitting there, and there's like the dude that like yeah. scratching his neck and shit, like, with tattoos all like up his eye, like over his <laughs> eyes, and then there's that chick in the more uh, in, in the in a corner where she's like scattered, looking around, and then there's that big guy if you if you look it into your long, he's gonna kill y'all. <laughs> <like, laughs> Okay. And I read it out. I got, I got, a, I got a clap. Um, sen- I'm, not no, I'm not that good. Cool. I got a clap as well. But um, the biggest thing, I, uh, not the biggest thing, but the best thing for me when I was in rehab was that I got back into my training. I was actually mm-hmm. breaking into the gym at 4.30 every morning because I locked <laughs> it every day. And I'd yeah. wake up, I'd get up at 4.30 and I just started training. It was the first time I was not training for an Instagram photo. Yeah. Where I was in training to... Actually physically look bigger I was just trained mentally Because yeah. that's what helped me All the way through Is everything Because every time I train, I felt better So I trained 28 days straight Just got in Got it done I was like It was like 30 degrees heat um, At like Fucking 6 o'clock in the morning It was disgusting heat too mm. And then I, I'd train in the morning And then, then at 11am We had like a, a Training session That used optional as well And I always train in that I'd do like a running thing I was doing like shuttles And shit like that Yeah so I got through rehab, and like I thought that that was the hardest part, and it was. It was, it was fucking hard. Like it's really hard. But you, you're not around anything. You're not around your yeah. environments. You've got no challenges, in and the, all your problems in the bubble aren't there, right? Yeah. I came home, landed. All my problems are still there, waiting for me. Mm. All the debt that I owed, all the all the problems that I caused, all the people that are hurt were all still there. And I had a, I had a lot of right to wrong. I mm. wrong a lot of wrongs to right. <laughs> so I. Um, that, that next three months was was super hard. Like, I, you know, I've never cried so much. Like, it was like all these years all the, of, of, of suppressing it, right, man? I just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, right. Do you, years,
1: were you the same? Like, 100%. I'm still making financial amends to people that I owe money to. But there's so much growth in that. Yeah. By being, even if it's $50 a week, yeah. But by paying people back, and I've yeah. paid some people back, and I have probably people that I've, fucking hurt along the way that I don't even know I've got to make an amends mm. to until until it comes towards me and that's a part of the journey it is a part of the journey and like we talked about before with the grief thing like um, today I, I read the daily readings and today's reading is on facing death and this time 12 months ago my pop passed away because I read that reading in the morning facing death and then in the afternoon he passed away and I said that's fucking weird because that reading was that and he passed away but that was the first time I was in recovery, I was already a year, nearly two or two years clean, but I'm in recovery and I dealt with grief as a functional adult. I got up, like I was at the hospital the whole time he was passing away, I was by his side, I wasn't using drugs, I wasn't doing anything, I was there for my whole family and then at his funeral I got up and I read some kind words to my pop and, and i wrote a poem for him and you know like that stuff is so special man you know like to be able to deal with grief because that was always an easy escape for me oh i, I kick my toe bang i'll just use or yeah. anything like that you know I'll, they'll they didn't have to be an excuse so It was monday so i'll just use do you like. want
2: to know something freaky about our stories same thing happened to me my granddad passed away mm. when i was sober mm. and um I went up there to foster and I was able to be there mm, So And be up there for that time Opposed to What I was like I spoke at my grandma's um, At my grandma's funeral And I oh, thank God That I was able to do that as well Because that was kind of Not that it rioted the wrong But it made things a little bit better Making in my mind knows. Because I spoke for all the grandchildren mm. And it was the first time I, I wasn't it was probably my first like public speaking, so to speak, mm. and I spoke so well from for my for my. So I read out my my speech, and then my brother was re, was heaps closer to my my mm. grandma than I was. He's the first born, first grandchildren. Sorry, um, and I spoke. For, you know, he wrote a letter. and I spoke for him as well. But yeah, exact same thing. I would have been about two three years sober. It was two years probably sober. Yeah. when that happened with How my special. with my granddad as well. So I came back and I just put my head down, ass up. And just, I just focus on either paying people back from and just working hard. But I had I had so many things I had to work on my relationship with Chloe. So finally, I got back with her after cooking her plenty of meals and sucking up to her. <laughs> her I finally got back. Foot rubs. Yeah, the way back to into her heart is through her stomach. So
1: a <laughs> post, yeah, post came up. I've watched that. You're you, you getting to my heart with all your feeds that you yeah, cook up. That's I, for
2: sure. I'm very good. Very good in the kitchen. Very good in the kitchen. Good on the Barbie. Oh steak! I I salivate every.
1: I sent you a message the other day. Just I salivate every meal that you cook. They're so good. Potato gems, broccoli, and steak, mate. Potato gems, (laughs) mate. McCain is
2: making a fortune because of me. (laughs) And that little remix.
1: And that little remix you cook with the Wombok Oh.
2: Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Getting hungry now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I get through three months and you know the best thing, or you you know, because you've been there. I look back on that three months, right? I'm three months sober But I'm like, Fuck yeah, I made three months. How good's that? And I didn't achieve a damn thing right mm-hmm. but I was so proud of myself because mm-hmm. I didn't cause one yeah, problem right you yeah. get through that three months yeah. and I was like shit yeah and I started I know I really started making it dent into paying people back I was, I was PT about 10 or 12 people now so I had a reasonable business going on, on a PT kind of style well, I didn't have any Was groups. that
1: reborn or not yet?
2: No yes sorry yes so Did when Did you start that straight away? No I didn't start I was, I was, I was really hesitant mm-hmm. to start I was really nervous I started on my birthday in July um, July the 9th is my birthday July the 9th 2016 is when I officially launched Reborn and that was like about 4 months after
0: mm.
2: <clears throat> so I start I start Reborn and, and I, start, I was playing footy with his team and my first um, big group was when footy was training with Kenton and they said, can we come train to your gym? I was like, yeah. Mm. So I had 30 of the boys in his small little gym. And mm. like, hey, this gym was a piece of shit. it was a piece of shit for a gym. W- right. Was that the
1: one above the seafood? seafood yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so you walk down, you walk down the front, the there's, there's seafood on the right. And then at the back was a uh, trailer, like a just some dirty mechanic kind of looking at the place. Yeah. And then above that was where my gym was. It was tiny. Like the, the I got a PT room right now. There's pretty much the same size as, as the whole, the whole gym. Mm -hmm. So, um, I get, I get in, I get that group in and I'm like, this is what I'm fucking born to do, man. Like I need to be in groups. I need to be in big, I need to be back in front of big groups. I was like, I've been working towards putting this challenge on, but it just lit the fire. It was that one session with the boys. I love a scene when it comes up. And, um, and, yeah, I wanted to do this challenge and two of the boys um, that were in my team were like, yeah, we'll come work with you. I'm like, yeah, sweet. If we get 30, I'll be pumped. I'll be yeah. stoked if we get 30. And um, put it out there and boom, we got 60. Yeah. Right? I remember, I remember celebrating each challenge ticket that was sold like it was – like I remember sitting there next to my missus and, and like we put this Eventbrite thing up and it's so funny how far I've come since this but anyways, I was putting it up and you get notifications and it was like, yes, yeah, someone bought, someone bought and I sold like five in 10 minutes yeah, no. and that five would be like 50 in One minute Me today Like it was just like Holy shit Like I can't believe People want to pay me To train them again But you can't forget Them little moments Because
1: when you do Get to where you are now And I'm sure that you'll Look back in this In a couple years And you'll be way more Further ahead Because I can see The drive that you do have But we're the same With the podcast Like we get three or four more likes on the page and I'm like fuck yeah some more people are liking the page but you know this is only a 7th episode it's, it's, so, it's so it's so progress yeah and so you can't important.
2: forget them little moments there's like, a couple moments right so Right, we um I remember so we started the challenge and, and on this certain day I write write everyone's name down in their times mm. and, and how long it took them to do the the exercise on, on this one day and it was I remember driving home and I called Carl and I went, babe, we had twenty-five people come to the gym today. Twenty-five mm. people come to the gym. She's like, You should be so proud because I remember that like the best before we got there it was like six or seven mm. to the whole day. And then um it was 25 and then that then then the next week we started the challenge and we went boom and then like I, I obviously I had a lot more throughout the day on that one thing but now we, we 25 would be small class yeah, at my gym 100%. because that's the thing and then there was this um was this really cool moment I I think I shared this one on ice I haven't shared it many times before but I was um I was doing weights downstairs this is in 2017 just after we went to the big gym. I was doing weights with my my um, the the class and I was doing doing the chest session. And I walked upstairs and I wasn't on the next session, so I was walking upstairs and I had a protein shake on protein and shake and I had my headphones on. And um and I, you know how Facebook how it comes up with memories. Yeah. yeah. And came up with this memory. and It was a year before that, and it was before Reborn kicked, mm. and it was in, in between that period of when I got back from rehab and when I started mm. re, uh, that challenge. And I, I was I, I did a, put out a video and it was just me training by myself. And like it sounds kind of sad But I had no one else to film So Mm. I had to like film on myself Mm. And promo myself And I was watching I remember feeling the feelings that I felt When I put that video out Mm. I felt so degrading Because I'd always had these people That like you know 30, 40 people in a class That I could film And Mm. and that would look cool But I I put this video out And I was fucking real down on myself And I remember feeling it Going like I can't get in on the train with me And, And anyways I had my headphones on and I'm walking through in my, in my upstairs area, you can walk through a room, and walk out onto the balcony that oversees the whole gym. And I'm watching and watching and i watching. I wasn't paying attention while I was on my headphones. I'm getting sad, I'm getting sad. And I walk out into the balcony and I remember shaking my protein shake. And then I, I put my phone down and I listened to – I looked up and I was listening to my my headphones and it was the song, now they only say congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, right? And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And I looked down and the gym's packed. Um, the whole gym's packed and the the song's ringing in my head going now they say congratulate and I'm thinking and I look down at my phone I'm like this time last year I'm training by myself now that the the whole gym's packed in like a massive factory compared to the one that I was was at um, just before so we do that change then we do another change I wanted sixty. I wanted thirty on the first one. Got sixty. Won a sixty on the second one. We got eighty. Um, the highest that I ever got to, kept young, was one hundred ten members. I hit one hundred and twelve oh. by by the end of um, November. Right. So that's. I got back from rehab in March, April, uh, May. I think it's. I got back on the first of May. I think it was, and then. By the time in in then the end of 2016 uh, capped out the the gym at 112, mm. then we bought um, so not bought. I started renting out the factory that I'm at now, which mm. is about four times the size, and having to put a mezzanine in after like three months as yeah, well. Wow. To which is the now that PT room that's yeah, the yeah. same size as what the gym was, but like my downstairs floor maybe which is 220 squares is two rooms upstairs at 110 each, yeah. and then I've got like offices, yeah, showers, yeah. shit like that. So yeah, then I was. Oh, once when I was a year sober, um, this is kind of the big moment for for me kind of coming out and owning my recovery. Mm. Um, I the it was two thousand and seventeen, so I was coming up to my year sober and reborn was kicking, right? So I've just gone to this big gym and everyone's mm. going, Fuck, talking about Trav, 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 yeah. Trav's doing this, Trav's doing this. Show's a small place. But then you're getting all those people, Hey, mm. isn't Trav this person? Like, didn't you hear about this about Trav or what about this and like you know majority majority of it had some truth to it but there was a lot of fucking shit going around so I I got to I got to I, 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 a lot of a lot of people saying oh did is this true or like some people would have the pause to ask me and then I went and spoke to this guy one day and he's like you know you got, you just got to um you got to own. he didn't know my story he didn't know it he's like you could just got to own put out a video and talk about mm. what you've gone through because he just thought He saw the success of what I went from Cape young to to reborn. He's like, fuck, man, that's hectic. You should talk about that. And I went away and I went, fuck, I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell my story. And me, nice no, talked about this it. just before I went on his podcast. It's like that eight mile moment, right? Mm. Everyone, everyone's sitting there and they're bagging me out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you all what, exactly what happened, 100%. and I will own it, and I owned it, and 100%. I did. I did a two two um two part documentary kind of style YouTube and put on YouTube, and I and I put it on my Facebook. I said I'm a year sober. Mm. Here's my journey, mm. and I talked about everything we spoke about now, and and you know broke down through the whole thing, cried through the whole thing, and then bang, did that. The second video was how. I wanted to commit suicide, mm. and they talked about that, and then and then I was kind of like, "Well, this is my story. This is what Reborn is. Mm. Either, either like you, you you love it, or you can you can continue to hate me. Yeah. It is what it is. I'll continue writing all my wrongs. Though. There's no doubt about that. I'm a here going on perfect now. No. So like everyone, but I was like, this is what it is, and then and then from that moment, I kind of was able to own Reborn yeah. as a, as like as a brand, like as. It was me. It was like, and then people understood why I called it reborn And then since then, we've just we've just gone higher and higher. Um, you know, nothing more. We've we've gone up and up and up and up, and there was nothing more changing than, than when we hit COVID.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. How did that affect you? Like, we had a podcast earlier today, and it was a gym owner as well, but she just empowers women and stuff like that. So yeah. It was, um, and it was really tricky because like I said, I follow your journey. And she said she just really transformed online, similar yeah. to what you did. So, like, did you increase during COVID? Yeah, like, we did,
2: it? we did. And okay, so this is how it all it all went down. So we um on on the Saturday they announced that there was some sort of re- restrictions. Mm. I can't remember exactly what order was, but um two two to three weeks prior, I wrote down plan A, plan B, plan C. So I just had to kind of predict what i thought might happen Mm. wrote all the all the scenarios and then wrote down a solution to Mm. all those scenarios and i'm pretty sure you know the first scenario um that they that they that happened was on the saturday right It was like let's just say they said they're going to reduce your numbers or something like that i can't remember exactly what it was I was like yeah perfect i've got this this plan in place and we did a big video saying hey this is what's happening um we're going to be doing xyz and then on the Sunday morning, they go, no, you're going to be shut by 12. <gasps> no, sorry. You're going to be shut by Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. And then I, you follow my story so you know I go mm. to bed really fucking early. <laughs> For, uh, Monday morning, I wake up and I got a message from Chloe saying, hey, baby, you're asleep right now. But they've just shut the gyms, at tw- they're the gyms at 12 p.m. It was like an 8.30 or something like that night. And I was like, oh, shit. So I got to work. We did our sessions. I knew that we were shutting and I had a meeting at 11 and I was like, all right, what am I going to say to my staff? What, 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 what do I want to go in here with? And I sat down and everyone sat down and everyone's like, fuck man! like, we've just all lost that jobs. Mm. like, that's, that was how everyone felt. I didn't know it at the time, but th- that's what they said. And I said to them, um, I sat down, I said, all right, first of all, I first want to get it. I want to get this out of the way. Every single one of you keeps your jobs. Mm. It's my priority and my problem to make sure that everyone in this room maintains a living mm. through this time, whether it's for the next two weeks, two months, six months. I don't care. I've got you guys back. Mm. I'm going to make it happen. That's my number one priority. Now, what I want to just talk about is what what you guys think our solution is going to be. These mm. are my three options. I threw them out there and, and um, A was just go outdoor, mm. B was go outdoor and online. See, was go just online. I knew what yeah. I wanted to do, but I wanted to hear them out, yeah, hear right. their voices and then and then tell them what my decision was and why. Mm. So then once I, I did that, we went around and, and two of the boys were like, yeah, I want to go online. The rest of them want to go outdoor and online. And I said, I okay, go, this is what we're going to do from what we talked about and this is what I thought is I think is going to be the best solution. We're going to go straight online. And my reason being is I want to be a part of the solution I don't want to be a part of the problem at the Mm. moment The problem is large gatherings Mm. If we reduce our timetable to two to three classes a day And make them group um, and make them outdoor We're going to get 80 to 100 people to a class Mm. We're going to be a part of the problem I said, and and B, if we go straight online, we're going to get a jump on everyone else. No one else is going to go online because no one knows what it's going to be like. No one knows if it's going to be good or bad. Yeah, that's right. But I go, we're going to give it a crack. Yeah. And honestly, like I was hesitant. Like even me saying, I was trying to pump myself up. Mm. I did that video to my clients and I said that. And bro, you should have seen that Our emails were flooded. Sent suspend, 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 suspend. No one wanted to go online, man. No one. Right, no one thought that we would you could give a, a good product online, Well, I didn't anyway. But I was like, "Well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. I'm going to give it a red hot crack." And anyway, so they're just they're flying in all day, and it gets like seven o'clock at night, and I remember sitting up on this couch. You know, I was actually down, and I'm, I'm, I'm a super positive person. I was fucking down. And this guy was messaging me from the gym saying, oh, you'll be sweet, like, think of this. And I was, I was being the negative person. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I kind of went, fuck it. You've got to be the inspiration mm-hmm. right now. Everyone else is down. You have got to find it within yourself to be the inspiration. You have got to be positive. So I wrote this post. And if you go back and you look, I'm pretty sure it's the 23rd of March is when we, were, we got told we were shut. And it's on a Monday night. If you look at it, I write this post and I'm talking about how you got two options as a GM. You can either roll over or you can you can stand up, you can fight, and you can give it a crack. It was along the lines yeah. of that. I was writing that, but that was to me. Mm. That was yeah. like a letter to me just to keep myself accountable. Yeah. So I wrote that on the Monday and the Tuesday morning, me and my manager, we went for a run, and we're running along, and he's like, Chad, man, like we've we've lost this person. This person's actually terminating, you know, because they've lost their job. The the, 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 susp- the suspensions are up to this amount, blah, blah. I was running through the numbers, and I go, bro, shut up. He goes, no, nah, you should know, like, you know, and I'm going, I know I should know, but I go, that's not what our focus should yeah. be on. It shouldn't be on numbers right now. Yeah, okay. go, right. it's irrelevant what we've got to focus on is being positive. In these times of darkness, there's, we've got to be the shining light. We've got to be the inspiration for everyone else. So when we get back, we're announcing we're going live or we're going live tonight, mm-hmm. right? Because that was what I said in the meeting, we're going live on, on the Tuesday. And he goes, I go, well, we've got to own it. Like we're going to absolutely kill it. We don't know what it's going to be like, but if we don't at least – act like we're going to be good, then who's going to believe us? Mm. I said, all I want from you is to be positive. I go, I'll be the inspiration. I'll lead us through this whole time. I'll not stop training. I'll not stop. And I'll make sure that everyone is inspired by me. Mm. We got back, bang, went live on Instagram story, said, this is what's happening. We're going, we're going live at 5.45. I met Gary, Mr. Wagyu later on that day, by the way. And it's it's actually like that moment, um, Pepped him up later on as well. Anyway, so bang, flooded our Instagram, flooded our social media. I've told everyone that we're going live. We didn't know how many we were going to get on. Gary came in about 30 minutes, who's Mr. Wagyu, about, yeah, 30 minutes before the session. And I was talking to him like I was pumping myself yeah. up again. I'm like, this is what we're doing. We need to adapt. We need to adjust. We're going to get this. And he was in the – I didn't know it, but he was in the same boat, right? Oh. He just lost all his business and now he, he's going online. I was his first person he came and saw. Oh. And I didn't even know it. Okay. And I was the first person and then started – promoting you know yeah. how that story goes now yeah. he's killing it yeah so um yeah we go live we get 70 70 i yeah. know at the time we're like oh, i think it's good yeah i think it's good like we didn't know because
1: you're being open-minded too you know what yeah. I mean? there's opportunity there everywhere if you if you be open-minded but what when you just said that i, I think by you being vulnerable and telling your story people want to support you no matter what yeah you know what I mean,
2: and owned it. You yeah. know what I mean, like he, I, and, I, and I wrote it. I, I, I you read Evie, you go back and you read that yeah. post. I said I don't know how it's going to go, yeah. but I'm going to give it a fucking red old yeah, crack. Exactly right. You know I'm going to go down swinging. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. But like you know, we went out, we went hard, man. We went hard, and then for the rest of the week, we kept the same pretty much timetable as what we had mm. um, in, in in the gym. But we just put like we put online sessions on and we said it's free to everyone, everyone and anyone. I don't care where you're from, you're from Melbourne, New Zealand. Mm. We'll train people from all over the Australia, yeah. all over the world. We had the boys that were in lockdown in England for yeah, the footy boys. Awesome. Like Chase and, and yeah. Jace Clark and Stuff like that So it's yeah. cool We got to see the boys again yeah. Anyways And then we went online So on Monday We lost our business On Tuesday We, we, we went online And by yeah. Friday We launched our online membership And we were able to We thought if we retain 150 We'll be we'll, we'll be laughing Like that That's a good number yeah. We got 220 Bang yeah. Straight off the back and then, we, and then throughout the whole time We got up to 296 So we almost got 300 um, within that time And then since then We've got a corporate gig From it since we've been back That's amazing So we went through that time And, and we went And we uh, The biggest thing for us Right And how I saved all my um, I was able to pay all my staff Is that we every single person That signed up They got a trainer That called them Right Because mm. we're not doing much more Yeah of course So there's plenty of time So they called them Every single week Kept them accountable Yeah Say so, hey, hey Michael, What are you up to bro You're, How many sessions Are you going to do this week Yeah What are you going to eat where you going to do this? Uh,
1: accountability is massive. That's one of the questions I was going to ask you. Like, how you maintained your sobriety and your mentality you have since being out of rehab. Do you think, like, by running the gym, your kids and your partner and stuff, as addicts, you got to have accountability?
2: Yeah, I think um, the reason why I've been so so good in my in my recovery is because I own all my mistakes. Mm. I um, I took accountability for my actions. Right. So that was a big thing. Like, that's a lot of them. Do do? I don't know if your, your, um, your patients in your rehab were the same at all. Mine blame mum, dad, uncle, mm. auntie, friends, whatever. I did.
1: Like, I blame my mum because she was, she was an addict.
2: Yeah. I was born into addiction,
1: she was a gambling alcoholic when I was born. Never, See, never yeah. met my dad before. I was, <laughs> my brother's still in addiction. And he blames mum because he got taken off her when he was nine months old. So it's the victim. And I did up until then. Mm. But now I'm like, no. (laughs) My mum, I was old enough to...
2: Once you once you're old enough to make yeah. your own decisions, you got to own your own actions. And I'm sorry, own, own your own your actions. So you're you're a direct reflection of your own actions, mm. and I realised that really soon. I think that's the biggest part of, of my, uh, my recovery. I learned that in the like in the first week because I was listening to all these guys. I, n- I never ever blame my mom and dad. You know, mm. like uh, like you know I was very fortunate. I came from a <coughs> a really good upbringing. Um, so I didn't have I didn't have those reasons mm. to lean on anyway. You know, so. I would listen to all these guys in the room and girls and say, "Oh, Mum, did this something else happen?" And these guys didn't come from what you're coming from, right? That you, you had a genuine, you got a genuine reason, right there. They didn't come from their their mum and dads were rich and like they were fam- not famous, so they were rich and they were and they were well off and they were they were businessmen or they were businesswomen and stuff like that. So they had their heads on the shoulders, but they they did, probably didn't give their kids enough time, mm, exactly. and they were blaming those, those reasons. Um, for the for their actions and their 25 year old kids mm. so why I've been so so successful in my recovery is because I own my mistakes from the very start mm. like from the very start and you it and then I've kept myself accountable like a lot of the times when I did those posts early on when I was one month sober when I first got back I actually did a post straight away saying, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be do I'm gonna do one year sober and the reason was is because it's one to Set boundaries mm. to my mates, but two was to keep myself accountable. Hundred percent. If you voice it, that's the accountability part. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So that, that that's that's the reason why I was able to say so mm. sober is because I was I was very aware that I was a direct reflection of my own actions. I didn't mm. blame anyone. Um, and then since then, my environment's completely changed. Mm. You know, your environment is is ninety yeah. percent of the battle. If you put 100%. yourself, people always say to me, "You got the best willpower." Well, I don't know because I don't ever put myself. I don't ever challenge my willpower. I'm in front of alcohol five, six times a year, like, and it's for challenge events and stuff like that. So,
1: but you've got good awareness. I think that's a massive thing that I've gained in my recovery is awareness around myself.
2: Yeah, and who to who to be around. Yeah, you're aware of who you want to be. Environment. Yeah. So, like, if there's someone that's negative, right? There's like, no longer I had a girl in my gym that was really negative, and she said to me, like, you never, you never actually speak to me. I was like, well. It's because I avoid people that are negative mm, like it's yeah. it's hard like if if you're a negative person, it's hard for me to gravitate towards that you know? yeah, so I will steer away from that so yeah awareness and and um, accountability massive um
1: yeah, let's get to a little bit of feel good stuff.
2: Um, yeah, married soon? Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully yeah, November the twentieth is our uh, is our date. Um, I'm not sure how Chloe feels about not dancing. Nah, she be. I'm cool with not dancing. I'm not good at dancing, but hopefully, yeah, down down barrel, meant yeah, to be getting nice. married then. Exciting um, times.
1: I got a little. Little boy, you on the 18th of November, so so it's good, good, it. good month, mate. Good month, yeah, bro. Yeah, how so good? It's exciting, boys. How what, good, boys, uh, man. I've got a little girl, six-year-old girl, and yep. um, yeah, this would be my first son, obviously. So yeah, excited, man. <laughs> Especially being boys, where, are the best, where man. I am now, you know, I've got a business started. I'm one year into business, uh, painting business, and um, you know, my life obviously got this going and meeting people like yourself and that. Yeah. So life's going real good, like. Lot of my life flourishing around everything that I got going on, so it's pretty special.
2: It's gonna be, it's going special. You're gonna be coming from your, your, you know, your upbringing, and then they're gonna see how you are. Yeah. I was talking to my mate about this the other day, and he doesn't drink too much. And all of his sons They don't drink They're mm. 21, 18 And his young boy's 16 None of them drink The 18 year old works for me They both they both work for me But he's like My boys don't drink mm. I'm like why? And he's like well, I, I don't know the exact answer But it's probably Because they, they see me mm. And I don't drink mm. And he goes to me you, your, your boys you they won't do as you say. They'll do as you do. Yes. And I always talk about with that with my staff. I say I always, my, my way of leading is do as I do, not do as I say. I mm. won't sit there and say, go scrub the torts. I say, I'll scrub the torts. And mm. then can you clean, mm. can you clean the kettlebells, you know? I'll do the shit. And I'm like, that's how you lead. It's, <laughs> it's funny nice to say to that. As, as
1: my my um, partner's got two boys um, and I live with them full time, obviously, and um, one's six and one's ten and they know I'm in recovery like it was my two-year sobriety three months ago and they brought me little things to say you know congratulations for not having any beers <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> so it's special you know I can be a role model for them as well yep. I don't try to be their father but I just try to be a good role model show them that
2: their mum's loved and you know just show up every day it's pretty special that is very special and that's very it's it's a big thing for you to do Step being a step parent like I watch Chloe do it every day with my my son Jed it's 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 the hardest job in yeah, the world, can you know what I mean? Like in, So, like, you gonna take your, your hat off to yourself for being that role model and, um, yeah.
1: Well, my daughter's that. mum, like, I've got an awesome co-parent relationship. I put her through fucking grief with my addiction and my daughter. And, um, you know, like, it's, um, I know, like, she's married now. She's married yeah. and um, they've got another kid, but, like, I'm like best friends with her. Do you know oh, what I mean? We've got great. an awesome co-parent relationship and I'm like good mates with her husband and, you know, my daughter only sees love. That's so the
2: that's best, special, no, That's man. how it should be. It's got to be because it's about the kid. It's, it really is. you got to put your shit aside and it's always about the kid. Yeah, that's right. Well, mate, we'll, we'll do
1: three before you flee. Got three questions before yep. I let you cruise. Um, what motivates you to wake
2: up in the morning? The boys, Yeah. the kids, the kids. You, Especially getting to that, Getting to that stage Where I stand on that cliff You know what I mean Like And you always I just want I just want to always My son's always see me Giving my best Mm. You know what I mean And and like I I always want to try And If I'm not the best I want to be given a crack to be the best Mm. So What motivates me Is to be An inspiration for my boys
1: I believe you are that Like You're an inspiration to me And like I only followed you On social media And Now I'm blessed to be able to meet you in person and you know you're the same person in person in real life than yeah. what you are on social media so you're definitely inspired. that's rare isn't <laughs> it it's rare <laughs> it rare, really yeah. is um, you know, I, people can be anyone on social media Hundred percent. you know what i mean yeah cheers um, for that bro no it's all good brother um next one is what legacy do you want to be remembered for
2: helping people um i just want i want to be remembered for someone that's it's made it. Like live life with purpose You know And, and being that person That's Being able to Touch so many people's lives In, in a positive way You know Especially You don't understand this As well Going through addiction you, you, You're The scum of the earth mm. To a lot of people So I want to turn that I want to flip that narrative And be The opposite You know The, the white And shiny White shining armour guy that's going to come along and save and help a lot of people along the way, whether it's with, you know, fitness journeys, mental health journeys, drug addictions, whatever it is, I just want to help people. I think that that's always been in me. I've always been a caring person. But now living a sober life and a healthy life, I'm able to action that every single day. So my legacy that I want to leave behind is is being helpful. Awesome, man. And especially around that mental health stuff, that's why we like to do this podcast. We've
1: always based around the mental health side of things as well, like especially for males, you know, like well, the, it's um,
2: – It's the biggest part of my – it was the biggest part of my problem, right, is my, my mental health issues were, were caused because I wasn't able to talk about my mm. problems. As, as men, like I said before, we're told like around that football culture, suck it up, toughen up, move on. And if I if I had to live the life that whole way, I would have suppressed – All those emotions, but now I'm able to talk about my emotions, and now rather than backing up and then just exploding, I kind of can get into a like get angry about a situation, maybe explode, but then I'm able to process it a lot Mm. better. I'll sit back. Did you do ABCs? Um, No. uh, There there was this thing that like uh, in our focus groups in rehab where we kind of sit back and say, "Why did I? Why did I react that way? What caused the reaction?" Blah blah. blah. Anyways, Mm. but I'm able to do that more now because. I don't have all this other bus stuff bottled up. So it's just yeah. like, all right, that goes into, into drops into the tank. All right, what's the reason? All right, figure out the solution, get rid of it, Deal move on. It. Yeah, As true. opposed to filling up the bucket, filling up the bucket. And then just up. Boom.
1: Yeah, my psychologist told me like a similar thing like that, is He's like, if you walk out the door, you kick your toe on the door on the way out and then you, you get in the car and you slam your finger in the car and then you take the wrong turn. And then someone like someone opens a door on your car, like an old lady, and you go, blah, 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 and give her a servant. Mm. He goes, if you walk out and you kick your toe and it was all right, or you don't do all that stuff before, would you still react that way to it? Yeah. And it's like, no. And he's no. like, We'll deal with your problems one by one. Yeah. Instead of letting them bottle up. Exactly,
2: yeah. That's actually a way of putting it. <laughs> it's so true. You yeah, 100 percent So like that that's like my thing. And you know, like he just if you got a problem, like you talk about it, like you need, you, you mm. be, you be calm and you go through and you, and you, oh, I'm, I'm very logical now as before I was very emotional where I'd, I'd make a, a decision off an emotional um, reaction opposed to thinking through the processes and be like, Oh, this is, and you, now it's funny because you know, when you're in the, you're in the, in the addiction mind, you're like, I know what to do, but right. I'm still going to so, do this. Yeah, exactly. You right. know, but in this situation, I know what to do. And it's like, I oh, 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 I, I, my, you know, the devil on your shoulder, so to speak, Mm. in in scenarios will say go that way. But you're like, no, I know that I've got to do this way. Most the
1: compulsion to use whatever you use isn't there. Yeah. I think it's easy for you to make that right decision.
2: Now, I I flipped and we talked about this a little bit, but like how much better is now flipping our addiction into a positive Mm. manner, right? So I've always been a really organized person. Mm. I've always been super like all or nothing. So... Mm when it was drugs it was all or nothing so it was a bad thing but now it's like all, all or nothing when it comes to a healthy business, lifestyle yeah. you know what I mean so that all that energy goes into that and just so much better Being able to To put the addiction And yeah. use it as a positive 100%. Opposed to letting it be a wall in front of me Preventing me from doing anything Like you know A lot of addicts do oh, I'm an addict I can't do this I can't do that yeah. Piss that mentality off Put addiction behind you And use it to drive you forward For sure That's your That's now your motivation You can't do these things And for me I I never I I never said I can't do this. I choose not to do. I can do yeah. whatever the fuck I want. And yeah. for some reason that gives me um, a better mindset towards the whole addiction thing because I'm like, well, if I choose, it's my decision. Yeah. It's no one's telling me what to do. It's my decision. And I get like a bit of a puff in my chest about that. I'm yeah. proud and that's my decision 100%. and I can I can actually follow through with those actions. But I use my addiction as a, as a for me it's blessings, like we said Likewise, before yeah. because now I'm able to be so much more present with my kids. Mm. Didn't have that for the first year and a half of Jet's life.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm, be, I'm able to make so much better decisions. Like it's, it's every – I'm going to live a life of never having a hangover again. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you see your mates every week and they always always hungover <laughs> and then you're like, I'll never ever experience that again. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean that, that alone, that, that's a win.
1: That's i was got asked, like, you know, they're like, are you scared to relapse? I'm like, fuck yeah. He, um, well, healthy fear? Of do you course. still have
2: dreams? I fucking always have dreams that I not uh, as
1: much. I still do some, like but and, and you wake I, up and be like, oh my god, yeah. god that's <laughs> when the night before my one year sobriety, fuck, I had the worst using dream where I woke up and I was that sweaty, like because it was so realistic. It's you know? so real, yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, I fucking ruined it. I've like ruined it, and I woke up and it took me about an hour to come to. I reckon, like just to go. It's always a dream oh, I still get them I still thing.
2: get them like, And I don't know why Like every now and then I'll get like two or three in a row It's yeah. just weird But again It's our motivation man Because yeah. you feel it Yeah You feel You feel the sadness You feel the depression You feel the emptiness In those dreams and it just wakes you up, and when you realise that relief, yeah, exactly. it's like fuck, thank God I'm not there. Yeah, hundred percent. Like all like uh, gambling ones as well, all mm. the time. Like yeah, like sitting in front of a pokies and, yeah. and, I, and and the good thing is like like I'll get a win in a in a dream, and I will wake up and I'm <laughs> like, oh thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, but like right. it was, like, it was a win. In a way, it's a good thing in the dream. <laughs> but like that's how. Much my mindset's changed. Yeah, exactly right. You don't appreciate those wins anyway. A win
1: is waking up and owning your day, you know, putting your head on the pillow knowing that you've achieved yeah. what you've set out to achieve. 100%. There's, yeah. no,
2: there's no pokey win that I've ever come close to well, a, a
1: productive day. No, internally, not externally. Yeah. All right. last but not least, what's next for you, brother?
2: Okay, so by the end of the next year, I want to have um, – I'm looking at new factories now, but I want to I develop like the – the, the the major the the, the forever reborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a few things in line. COVID's kind of put that back. So if it's not the end of the next year, we early early the year after. But I want to have that that big HQ, and then from then on, it's about you know franchising and scaling reborn. Um, so it becomes I, I like to go coastal, like mm-hmm. your Wollongong, Central Coast, mm-hmm. Manly, maybe Newcastle, like either either Central Coast or Newcastle. Then um. And then maybe Gold Coast Something like that Like I like, I like the coast Kind of vibe um, Me personally Obviously get married That's mm-hmm. That I fall yeah. Continue doing my My events I'll try and do like 10 events a year Small ones Big ones Marathons That kind of shit Yeah and then just continue being the positive influence for my my, my kids. Like I want to see them not only like watch me, like I'm playing the long game with my kids. Like they see me get up, mm. train yeah. every single day. Like 100%. I want them, I want them to see that in ten years. Right? They they look back on their dad and say, "Dad, I don't remember a day where I haven't seen him train." And mm. they're 15 years old, mm. you know what I mean? And and, it's, and when I say train, I don't mean like go out there and flog yourself every single yeah. day. I'm very aware of my body. Like, but be active, hundred percent every day. Um, and yeah that, That's a kind of the, That's what I strive towards Every single day Is just make sure They sit that and, and be inspired by that. They have no idea What's going on yet But they know no. Unconsciously the is, they do They do right they, they, they got no idea What's actually going on But they pick up On everything you do Like my son's both Now to do push ups They don't know What a squat is It's blueprints though
1: Like mm-hmm. it's They say It's facts that You know The first five to seven years Of your life Is the blueprints That you grow up And have Yeah Hence why I had to deal With so much childhood trauma when yeah. I went to rehab Because I had these blueprints That was just so dysfunctional
2: Yeah Exactly
1: So by doing what you're doing man It's fucking special Right And so boys the, are very the, lucky like.
2: They're gonna grow up and see that Every sure. day Ace right He's two years old When we're doing During isolation The very start of isolation This is before the bubble So no one get angry But boy <laughs> Courtney was coming over And training Before yeah. the bubble happened I'm a Rooster's fan So Oh yeah Yeah so job. this is a big moment For you So <laughs> yeah, So when He'd come over And he'd train right And Ace obviously He's never trained He's two years old Yeah But he came out One morning And we're training And we're doing We're we're doing this uh, session and you had to run up and down, and then you had to do some push ups. And we jumped on the bike, and I had everything in my garage. I had bike yeah. ski rows, yeah, yeah. Um, we had dumbbells, we had everything, right? So we're doing all this session. And Ace comes out, and the very first session he's ever doing, he's doing it with Boyd Courtney. He's doing his push ups with Boyd, he's doing his yeah. run up and down. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, in by the end of the session, he's calling, he's saying, Dad, this is my cousin. To, to <laughs> because me and Boyd grew up together just up the road down here. Yeah, when right. he lived here for four or five years, we were a street away from each other. So, but we're gonna he's gonna grow up and like at his twenty first I'm gonna yeah. show a photo yeah, of him with his train in New South Wales special, for his that. very first training session. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in he like Boyd, he's the one that taught him how to all push up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So how special is that? Like, he doesn't realise that at all. Exactly and Ace right. comes to my work and he comes to my work every Sunday. I see that in the morning, like early in the morning Bro, and he's, he's on, up the, at 4:30, on the machines and stuff. He's up at 4.30 and he's ready to go. <laughs> I've got no idea where he gets it from. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, oh, he's an animal. <laughs> but yeah, like my, my, my sons, they, 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 that's what they see every day. They see me go to work, they see me train, they come down the gym, they see me in front of all these crowds and they see me, in, you know, motivating people every single day and that's what they... They're going to perceive as normal. That's going to be their blueprint. Yeah, money you know, going man. on, and that's that's what that's what's next for me. Is every day is playing that long game, like not 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 doing this for just a month, not doing mm. it for one year, yeah. not doing it for till jet six. You yeah. know, I'm doing it. I'm doing this till till You know, till I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's
1: special, man. Thanks, brother. Well, in saying that, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I just like to thank you, man. Like honestly, like I listened to the Ice Project and. They say use your leverage wherever you can, you know, and that's why I reached out to you and I'm fucking blessed to be here, you know, like, no worries, and bro. meet you in person and, and get to shoot this potty. There's so much I can relate to in your story. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm very we almost up to so. two
2: hours, bro. shit, that's yeah, hectic, bro. and I reckon we could keep going All too.
1: Right, easy, easy. But maybe I'll jump on yours whenever you want to do
2: one. So. When, when are you three years? I'm three years in May. That's when you'll come down, right? All right? When you get to three years. You come on you, by can't, by you by jump yeah. on my podcast when you're three years old. So, yeah. And we'll go through that. Sounds good, man. So we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Next yeah, May. yeah. We'll Get on there. Sounds
1: good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. You're a legend. On, Thank you. Cheers, bro. Let-